Welcome Boom. back to the Hank Spring All right, situation. people, make sure you Lifestyle subscribe, thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified. We are live. Jazz hands, come on, let's do it. Adam, I know you didn't forget about this. Uh, uh, Mike, you're going to have to do jazz hands. No shaking of the heads. I want to see some jazz hands. Let's see. Oh, boy. All right. We are live. I hope you got your big girl panties on. We are live. This is episode 438 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast, coming to you live from our Gainesville studios here. And uh, tonight's tonight's episode's called Florida Man Has Gun Rights Restored. Thankfully, that's good. And rally at Texas State Capitol. We've got special guests. We've got Adam. Adam's here representing, obviously, IWI as well as Hollow Sun. He's got, you know, he's IWI'd out. (laughs) You know, I mean, there you go. Okay. Got to represent, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So he's here to talk guns and all that kind of stuff. And and he's got a cool gun from IWI. I don't know if any of you guys have this out there yet. You want to tease that a little? What? What is it? What is it? I mean, it looks like a Tavor, but what is it? Tavor 7, the uh, the new 308 bullpup from IWI. All right. There you go. So Mike's got that, and I'm sure he's got some other cool things here to talk about. I'm sorry, Adam has that. Adam has that. Yeah. Mike, <laughs> there's Mike. Mike, what are you? You've got some guns. Uh, I see you got, you're all Walthered out. Shout out to Walther that sponsors the show. Oh, uh, yeah, so you know, they, Walther, they that's my, um, my posse who I rode with. Oh, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. But right now I only got one Walther because um, I went to the hospital, got back from the hospital, and uh, I really have time to go down and grab anything out the safe. Okay. Well, one Walther. Which Walther is it? What you got? It's the, the Everyday Carry, the oh, okay. PPQ. Okay. All right. How, how come yeah, we can't see this one? Up. I mean, I only have like a sign. You actually have one of these. Yeah, actually, I have one, but yeah, um, I might be trying to work something where I might put a hollow sun on it so I can do the carry optics. Oh, uh, I don't know. If we only knew someone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just I'm gonna... waiting on a special invite or, yeah. you know, that secret handshake. I'm going to have to check into my Rolodex, see if I know someone that could possibly <laughs> hey. help you out. I don't know, man. I have to hey, think about that, this. That would... That would be appreciative. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hook him up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got these gentlemen here. We're going to talk to you guys, of course, see what's going on with everyone out there. As you guys are coming in, please smash the thumbs ups. All right. We appreciate it for everyone coming in here. Um, let me see. There was someone gave us a couple of bucks already. You got to find it because I think that happened before we start. OK, here we go. Armament and Axes gave us couple of bucks here he says start the show already damn it hank you slacker (laughs) jeez we were only like two minutes late just two minutes okay but you're right you're right we should have we should have started early um i have to put on makeup you know Uh, unlike these other guys i don't wake up like this this is lots of makeup and uh, plastic surgery. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. I, I don't know. Maybe we should do some shout outs. I haven't done that in a while. But everyone that's coming in, please smash the thumbs ups. Obviously, you could comment here, you know, share the video if you can. Let everyone out there know that uh, you're watching us. I see Michael Bender's out there. Shout out to him. Uh, we're going to talk uh, about Michael Bender and his family here. That's one of the news things in the title that we're going to talk about because he's related to that Florida Marine that um, 
that that they came after a CCW. Uh, we've also got the Archangel, Richard Maunders coming in from England. Special K is out there. Armament and Axes as well. Let's see who else we got. The Archangel, Chris Bullis. Uh, let's see here. We got Richard Hughes is out there. Randy Peacock. Also, Appalachian Gunrunner, I see. DCG 44s. YMH is out there. Gibson Fender is out there as well. Uh, let's see who else, who else, who else. Um, Applebyte is out there. Shout out to Applebyte. Kathleen Music Lover. Also, David Cardinal. Shout out to him. Stephen Hyatt. Uh, let's see who else. John Dieter. Um, Bricks is out there. CB's out there. The Juice is out there. And Mika is out there as well. Um, who, is, who isn't out there, Hank? Yeah, everyone's out there. I don't know, man. Everybody's out there. <laughs> Offer Arms is out there. I'm just trying to scroll through this as fast as I can. Boss Hog is out there. Chris, if I miss someone, I'm going to get in trouble for that. Eric Hammond, uh, which who I think I said, you know, some people get twice. Jerry Parker also out there. Everyone's smashing thumbs ups. James Miller as well. Uh, Sick and Insane, Master Sergeant Poppy. Robert Ayala out there. SoCal Gunner out there. Break it with the bullets and <laughs> kill a ratchet. Okay, some good names. Some good names coming in here. All right, so shout out to everyone. You guys are here. Um, what's going on with you? Let's start with Adam. We haven't. Have you uh, come? Have you come in through the the new system? This your first time on the new system. This is my Adam? first time on the new system, buddy. Yeah. Okay. How, how is it? How is it working out for you? You know, I like it. I think it works out well. It, uh, it seems streamlined too. It's yeah. nice and easy. It's a so, little bit like easier. It. Yeah. I'm running everything, so you know that's going <laughs> to... Hey, I trust you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really? Technical difficulties <laughs> on the way. Everything uh, <laughs> <laughs> faded at this point. <laughs> yeah, anything could happen. <laughs> you know, I could get distracted here, something, you know, anything could go wrong. So, so what have you... Fill us in on what you've been up to, man. Uh... Mostly, uh, finally getting to shoot this year. Trade shows are kind of done, so we're uh, we're finally hitting the ranges. Uh, my buddy's over at uh, C4 Shooting Center uh, here in Madison, Ohio. Just bought a range, so now I've got a, a local range. We reach out about 350 yards, and then uh, that's been nice because we've been, as we already teased earlier, been shooting the uh, Tavor Seven, the uh, 308 bullpup, and yeah. uh, put a primary arms uh, ACSS on top of it. Been having okay. a lot of fun with this guy, and. Uh, we're really getting ready for the Kalishnikov match. So I got the Galil all, all decked out and ready oh, to go. Wow. Because uh, we'll be running uh, we'll run 762 by 39. Yeah. And Jeremy from IWI will be running 556. Five, we got Dave Hartman. We got some, uh, we got Kareen. We got a bunch of people going to that one. So we'll be we showing uh, IWI and Holliston all over the place running uh, the uh, Red October match in Vegas oh, uh, okay. in October. All right. So Jeremy's still competing, huh? Jeremy is still competing. That and busting my balls for everything. Well, I mean, <laughs> it is Jeremy, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's going to happen until he's old and gray, you know? Uh, right. <laughs> At this point, I think he just has a couple of gray here. I don't know if no one else out there knows who we're talking about, but if you do, then you know what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, you're just like totally yeah. legit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, I know him. I, he, anytime he sees me, he, you know, he's a ball buster. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah he, he so. enjoys it a lot. <laughs> oh, absolutely, uh, yeah. And then I guess so. uh, I almost forgot we were running the uh, the new IWI Masada too. Oh, that kind of oh. hit the market big, uh, big this year. Yeah, so man. Running this 
uh, in carry optics and uh, in production division for USPSA. Kind of going back to the roots and doing a lot more USPSA and a little bit less uh, UML uh, this, right now. So, so what do you? What optic do you have on there? Uh, I've got the Hollow Sun 507 up there. Oh. So that's the uh, that's the one that's got a two MOA dot sixty or a thirty two MOA ring and a uh, and a thirty two MOA ring with a two MOA dot inside. Okay. So. I run the circle and the dot. It's easier to find them. And then a lot of times, if there's no uh, no no shoots, I'll just I'll run the I'll run the circle only, just a big old freaking 32 MOA ring, and just blast with that thing because it's about the size of an alpha. So right, a lot actually <laughs> quite a few people that look at the the uh, chime in here on the show have the Masada. So uh, that's cool. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, this one's hit really hard in the market, and I think they're sold out almost everywhere. So it's been a really good thing for IWI. Yeah. We actually did a show with uh, Joe from 13C Gun Reviews, where yeah. he he had one. He actually had like I think he uh, was it an advanced model that yeah I can't I can't remember. But anyway, he did a good video on it, and we had him on when that video came out, and we were talking about it. So pretty cool. And then I've seen guys saying that they're coming in. Um, you know how are you liking it so far? You know I'm I'm liking it a lot. The one thing I'm glad that IWI did is the uh, the original one. This trigger frame came up at an angle like this. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't run flashlights on it, mm-hmm. so it was just at a weird angle, and you couldn't do it. And they took the time to go back and redo the frame to make it straight up and down, and that way they could fill all the lights. Yeah, and uh, I think that helped with production because I, I think if you hit the market with a a gun that couldn't accept you know sure fires, mm-hmm. it it would not have gotten dead a lot in of the dollars. water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they went back and did it right. Uh, it comes <laughs> with all your plates, and I want to say they're 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 going for like four forty online. Okay. So, you know, an optics-ready gun, seventeen round, three back strips. Hey, it's it's a solid gun right out of the box for you know, especially for the price point. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Awesome. So we got tons of guns in here. Obviously, we're going to talk oh, yeah. talking about guns. Uh, Mike MW Tactical, what's up with you? You should be happy today, man. I got another competition guy with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, so, I mean, but you know, y'all y'all both on that. Um, I don't know what you call that. What bullpup is that? What a Tavor is considered to be. Well, what, we're, we're, I don't know what you're talking about. We're aficionados of the bullpup. Do you have yeah. beef with bullpups or something? I, I don't have beef with bullpups. It's just the fact that my arms are long as two Cadillacs from 1976. Uh, come on now. I got long arms. I got yeah, long arms. I can't arms. hold it properly, so you know how it goes. Uh, see, this is, you see, Adam, he's showing off about his long arms. <laughs> Next thing he'll be telling us about his shoe size. <laughs> yeah, you know, talking about shoe no, size. no thanks. That's all right. That's okay. <laughs> no, that's a, yeah. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Um, all right. So yeah. Okay. So we've established you don't like the bullpups. What yeah. else? Okay. Fine. Yeah. Um, but right. outside of that, the only thing I'm I'm looking at right now is I was I was just thinking about this two days ago. Um, how I can do a big push. Um, to get mm-hmm. those officers in um, jiu-jitsu training off that campaign I started last year. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of doing, um, bringing in some buddies, doing some concealed weapons classes, get 800 people through the class or 800 people to donate $50. And then we can actually put four officers through um, jiu-jitsu training. And it won't be... Um, like tag, well, MW Tactical did this. Mm-hmm. It will be the two-way community. Okay. This. Okay. Yeah. And so um, that's that's what my whole thing is right now. I'm just trying to think of a way I can process that and make it happen. So I need everybody's help. So come help me, and then I might go back to doing jazz hands, 
But until then, I'll stay with Jazz Pinkies. Okay, so I mean, okay, how do you want people to help you with this? So we got to know what's what's your well, specific if, plan here. Yeah, if you're in um, South Carolina, hit me up. If you're mm-hmm. interested in getting your CWP, um, hit me up, and then um, whatever fee is assessed with that, all proceeds will go to these officers getting uh, jiu-jitsu training for a year. Um, if you already have your CWP or you just want to help, go to GoFundMe.com forward slash LEO training okay. and donate that way. All right. Can you like email Lola or something, a link for that, so we could throw it in this video? Oh, yes. I yeah, something like that, so at least we know. So you have a GoFundMe out mm-hmm. there and okay and people can go and help you out that way right correct all right all right cool so uh yeah we'll, we'll definitely get into that maybe we'll talk a little bit deeper about that today you guys let's get into some new stuff here immediately off the bat if you guys don't mind hey yeah, let's do it about, yeah how about we get into some new stuff here um let's see i'm gonna start with okay what am i doing putting the okay there we go uh hold on a second I got to figure out how to do this properly. Oh, te- <laughs> yeah, already running into problems. Okay, there we go. All right, I got it. I figured it out. I figured it out. Okay, so let's talk about, um, I, I was mentioning to you guys, um, there was a story on Amoland, a falsely accused Florida man has gun rights restored. So let's go into that one. I'm going to flip this up here on the screen. We have been talking about this. Actually, Babyface and myself made a video from the crib that we've been doing, and we were talking about it. So Osceola, earlier this week, Amoland reported on the case of Jonathan Carpenter of Osceola, Florida, who lost his gun rights due to mistaken identity. Carpenter received a letter from the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Affairs notifying him they had suspended his concealed handgun permit due to domestic violence. Uh, the charge came as a shock to him. So, uh, you know, the, we uh, we went through this whole thing before, and um, what happened basically, there was a one of the police officers there. Obviously, Amoland wrote this article. A couple of other people um, uh, picked it up as well. GOA started looking into it, and um, some of the officers there, you know— um, some of the like, I think there was the article says one of the officers took it upon himself to take a picture of Carpenter and had another officer bring it to the woman who took out the restraining order because there were these like older ladies and there was a guy living with them and he got violent and threatened them and all they had was this name that matched this guy and so when they were looking for this name they just pulled someone out of the um, the list of people with CCWs and like oh this we're taking away your gun rights. So one of the officers there took a picture of him, took it to the woman. She said, no, it wasn't this guy. So that kind of like shortcut the whole process that he had to go through. Um, you know, uh, so so right now, basically, he's got his rights restored. I think they're still pursuing some stuff, but I, I, it's good news. The only thing I worry about is how do we actually stop this from happening again and again and again? You know, we're, we're going to see this not just in Florida where you guys are, or I don't know, maybe you guys have already seen this kind of thing. Yeah, but I think that's, I mean, that's just concerning in general that they can just go out there. I mean, just, just from a, just from a logical standpoint, you pull a random guy's name out of a hat mm-hmm. that you think is the right guy and you go take his gun rights away. You don't go talk to him first. You don't go, you know, get a photo of him. I'm sure if you look at him online, you can find a photo of the guy. Mm-hmm. Ask well, him. on a CC, th- if they use the CCW, it has to have a photo, right? Right. There should be a photo right on the license. I mean, if it's all like Ohio, mm-hmm. I mean, but you know, you liken these, these red, red uh, flag laws that are going to a place. 
I mean, what's to stop somebody from next time just saying, yeah, you know, I'm going to go for a restraining against this guy because he did whatever, and they just go randomly pull somebody's, you know, guns. Yeah. I and mean, we already saw it happen in one of the states already. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little nerve-wracking that uh, all it takes now is somebody saying something or them seeing something they think they see, and now you can lose your gun rights. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's why the two A. That's why the Second Amendment's there practically <laughs> to yeah. stop that. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's, it's what it's why we have to push back every time something like this happens. You know, we have to bring it to the attention of people. It's the reason why um, we're pushing back against red flag laws and all the other things, including the Taps Act. Don't let anyone fool you. That's also another horrible thing out there. It's good that this guy got his stuff back. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Very lazy policing. What, what, do you want to jump in here, Mike? I was just going to ask, is that area like a small area, low crime area or Osceola? Uh, I don't, there's, you know, yeah, I, I never heard of that. Area. I've heard of Osceola. Florida has a crap ton of counties. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's really an issue of that. It's an issue of these guys these old ladies that live with this guy, for whatever reason, they just had a name. And and um, when they got into trouble with this guy, all they had was the name. The cops didn't have the guy or anything like that. And so when they went and looked in the system, they just came up. This this Marine, his name just matched. You know, and they're like, okay. Then they sent him a certified letter. And they're like, you've got to come turn in your CCW, give up your guns. You know? If it's, uh, if it's Osceola County... I uh, Google it says population is three hundred and fifty two thousand. Yes, yeah, that's big. That's not a small area. Yeah, that's not I mean, a small <laughs> one. No, it's probably yeah, yeah. And 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 just to think, like, um, what about people that have very common names in Florida <laughs> or anywhere else for like, that matter? Yeah, right. Huh? That was Mike. My my buddy yeah. who was a marine. His name was James Smith. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's like like eight thousand in the in the town. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Common common name, yeah. common problems. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, they absolutely absolutely should do more police work than this. I mean, it seems from what I'm reading like they're kind of embarrassed that they let this particular thing happen, but it's just indicative of what's going to happen. Like people want to do this on a national level. Look at the no-fly list. I don't know if any of yeah. you guys are on the no-fly list, but that's a nightmare, right? Yep. Yeah, there's people uh, there's there's yeah. soldiers. Go ahead. Go ahead, yeah, I'll say I, I never had to deal with anything off the no-fly list, and I don't know what the process is, mm-hmm. but um, I'm pretty sure it is a major headache, you know, just listening mm-hmm. to what everybody contributes to it. Yeah, yeah, um, right. I think that it's very difficult for anyone to find out who's on the no-fly list, why are they on there. And one of the things they do know that there are senators, congressmen, uh, soldiers that are currently serving right now. All kinds of craziness, you know, special ops dudes are on the no-fly list. There's all hmm. kinds of stuff on there, and they really don't know. Like, are people just putting their political enemies on there? How are people getting on that list? You know, Well, supposedly, last I heard, there's no process to get off the list either. Right. Yeah. Like, it's not formalized, like, write in, do this, get a lawyer. It's just, <laughs> you're on the no-fly list, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the... That's the thing that everyone's concerned with. I think that's the big thing that people are concerned with, like, let's say, when it comes to the TAPS Act. So basically, this is like a pre-crime unit that they've supposedly been using to prevent anything from happening to our uh, politicians, uh, you know, muckety-mucks, higher-ups, dudes, <laughs> and, and, and uh, people that come to the country and all that, right? So they've been using that system. And now what they want us to do is fund it more so they can use it against us. 
but the same kind of thing. We're not going to have any idea of who's on there, who they're looking at. You'll be you'll be guilty. You'll have to figure out how to prove yourself innocent. You know, they want to have the ability to just go, yeah, we think you're going to do something horrible. You're in lockdown. You know, give you us know, all you, your property. Go ahead. When you said pre, pre-crime, it made me think of a Tom Cruise movie mm-hmm. or the pre-crime. And they, you know, like, like that, you know, we think yeah. you're going to do something wrong. Therefore, you're going to get arrested and put on ice, even yeah. though you might not do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Minority uh, report. Minority, minority report. report that's yeah. What it was. Yeah. I mean, that, like, that's just, I mean, that's just disturbing from some viewpoints, especially when right now, I mean, I, where I live at is mostly pro-gun. Where I work at is mostly, it's like, you know, kind of pro-gun, anti-gun. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's it going to take for somebody to say, hey, this guy, you know, we just think he could be, yeah, let's go arrest him. Mm-hmm. I, that's just disturbing. I mean, because, you know, nowadays you see someone has a thousand rounds of ammo, it's considered, you know, like a, a stockpile. Mm-hmm. It's like shoot competition for a year and have less than 10,000 rounds in your house. I mean, I dare you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that's the thing, right? Like, what about guys like yourself? You're a good guy. You're a, you've got a job, but you're also in the industry doing stuff. Let's say you bump into a, you know, something happens with a neighbor, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever it is. And then they do that to you. That's a massive, not only are you losing your gun rights, but it's massively inconvenient for what you're trying to do. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, that's the one thing that always worries me is just from the standpoint of, you know, around here where I'm at, it's pretty rural, so they kind of get it. But, you know, for a competition shooter, most of the guys I know have got ten to 20,000 rounds, you know, because you have at least one year of competition rounds in case mm-hmm. the, the prices go crazy. And you might have reloading components. You might have powder. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'd be front news headlines like, you know, do with 20 guns and 20,000 rounds of ammo. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, yeah, but if you're a competition shooter, that's average. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I know guys that get 50,000 rounds delivered to their house from their sponsors. Yeah, yeah. That's their thing. Right. So I, I don't know. Also, you're getting on planes. I'm sure you're traveling with your guns and all that kind of stuff. You know, no oh, one's yeah. getting hurt. Lots of that's going on, actually, around the country. This is what people don't realize. There's so many guns out there and so many people doing things, all good guys doing legal things that they 100% have the right to do, and people aren't just willy-nilly getting hurt. There's deliberate evil people that decide to go out there and hurt other people, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know who uh, Zeke Stout is? Yeah. Um, yeah. The big, ma- a big, massive giant. Yeah, yeah, he's a pretty big dude. Zeke in yeah. left hand? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he did that, um, yeah. what was that, that show called um, Man uh, of Arms? Forged in Fire. No. Is it, no, yeah, no man, for- yeah, I think it is probably Forge. Man at Arms. It wasn't Forge from Friday. That was Man the knife one. Yeah. 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 Um, when I was talking to him when we was out in Vegas, uh, he came up, he said this analogy that fit perfectly for what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, the, and what he actually said was like, um, if you have two or three children, if one child messes up, are you going to punish the other children for that one child's mistake? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was like, wow, that's, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. But then again, mm-hmm. the people who are making these laws or sitting in these positions are not looking at it like that. Mm-hmm. They're just looking for the cookie cutter, one step process, and it affects everything and everybody. Yeah. They're just basically jumping on a bandwagon because this is the kind of thing that grabs attention. And, you know, there's people who feel that they can make political moves out of it. Um, and then, unfortunately, right now, we kind of have like the NRA and disarray. So that was like that would be the major force that we're pushing back against us right now. They're obviously not, so we have to rely on other people um, to push back against it. I'm not saying they're doing zero. I just don't think they're as effective 
as uh, they used to be. Um, which, which brings me to the other thing I wanted to talk about, if we can, um, if we can move on to that. Now, um, there was a rally, which I didn't even realize this was happening. This was kind of like a last-minute thing because of what was going on in Texas. Um, they decided to – there was a rally the Gun Owners of America put together, but there was a meeting that the Texas governor was having and not trying to invite gun owners to it. So this, you guys can find this on um, Truth About Guns. Gun, on, gun Owners of America, Rachel Malone, and Stephen Williford rally at the Texas State Capitol. Uh, in response to El Paso mass shooting, Texas Governor Greg Abbott created the Texas Safety Commission. The first meeting of the commission took place this morning. The disturbing aspect of the commission is who it includes and who it doesn't. When Abbott first listed the initial participants, there were no representatives of the gun rights community amongst the uh, distinguished participants. There was, however, a representative of the gun control group Texas, GunSense. Abbott also included prominent big tech firms, namely Twitter, Facebook, and two individuals, two individuals from Google. Um, uh, these are corporations that have defunded, deplatformed, and banned gun-related publications, retailers, and manufacturers in recent years. Um, it wasn't until Texas gun rights organizations raised holy hell that a member of the Texas State Rifle Association was added to the list of attendees. There's apparently no truth um, to the rumor that he was uh, forced to sit in the back of the room. Um, so in response to these disturbing development, Gun Owners of America's Texas director, Rachel Malone, scheduled a rally outside the Capitol building this morning to let gun owners know that gun rights and Second Amendment freedoms may not be on top of mind when the commission does its work. Also speaking to the crowd of about 100 people who gathered in Austin was uh, Stephen Williford, the hero of Sutherland Springs, who used an AR-15 rifle to stop and hunt down the man who murdered 26 people and wounded 20 more in a church there in November of 2017. So you guys can go check this out. It's a good video. I think, uh, what is it, like 26 minutes long? Some good speeches. From Rachel's always good. I don't know if you, any, either one of you have seen uh, Rachel um, talk anywhere, but she's... Uh, She's always good, and then the you you guys heard of Stephen Wolford, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So um, I, you know what's disappointing in that thing right there? There was only a hundred people in Texas that showed up. I That's know it was all believe, last like, minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing um, I do say, like I think the numbers they uh, turned out the hundred was pretty decent, but um, was it like in the morning time when everybody was mainly at work? Or? Yeah, it was about 10 o'clock. I mean, for sure. I'm not trying to... Uh, yeah. Kudos to the people who did show up there. I think it's unfortunate that they're pulling these kind of surprise things and all of this happened at the last minute. Like, for example, we didn't know about it until last night. That's like not really a lot of time to get the word out or right. make videos and try to activate people in Texas to get out there, which would have been great. Hey, you know, it would have been great to see 1,000, 10,000 people there. It's good there were 100, but I think we need more people um, active in this stuff, even though I know it's difficult. Uh, uh, well, so you, so you read that story. Someone wants the video. Hold on. Put, yeah, go ahead. I'll put up a link. Go ahead, Adam. I'll you, you, read, you read that story, and the very last picture is, the, is one of the protesters, like the anti-gun people, and mm -hmm. it's, a, it's an older lady with no <laughs> shirt on, no bra on, Tata's hanging out. She's got a sign that says melt the guns with blood coming off it. And her shirt says control guns, not women. And she's flicking off the camera. And that's supposed to tell you that she's sane enough to, to be at the table, I guess. I don't know. 
I'm like, I control hope the tatas. Yeah. I put up to the camera, but I don't want to scar people here. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know I what? You go ahead. I have, I have to agree though. I mean, a uh, uh, hundred people. Now that I see, I just saw what the time of the, the meeting was. A hundred people for like literally a couple hours. It sounds like that's not bad. I was thinking like they knew ahead of time, but it no. sounds like they threw it together overnight. So a hundred people on a work day. You know, that's yeah. uh, in Ohio. We had a couple thousand hours, but it was a Saturday. It was like known like a month in advance. You know, so for for a throw together thing, it looks pretty well attended. There's a lot of dudes there with some ARs, some uh, yeah. Everyone had guns on the, on our so, side. Yeah, you know what the thing yeah. is. If you notice, there was a lot of media there, right? That's what it looks like. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of cameras in the background. Yeah, and I think what they're trying to do is make it look like we don't care and we're not showing up and like, oh, it's just, you know, it's just these guys. I'm definitely not knocking the people that did show up there. I just wish we had better ways of organizing and putting things together. And it's not that's not really the fault, I think, of uh, GOA Rachel Malone. I think the, the governor to do this thing, not include people, and then these guys to have to try to put something together at the last minute, it's better that they got there than they didn't get there. We just need to really figure out how to organize better than what we're doing right now. Even though we have social media, we're not able to able to actually use it the way other people are, right? Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I'll say yes and no. I mean, we know how to use social media. It's just we have we have such a diverse crowd that when you start looking at people who are, you know, 60, 70, 80 years old, the guys at least I shoot with, mm-hmm. they don't use social media at all. I mean, some of them do, but the, the vast majority of them don't do Instagram. They don't do Facebook. You know, it's hard enough to get them on practice scores sometimes here in Ohio to okay. register and sign up. So, I, you know, I, I think it's hit and miss because, you know, you look at SHOT Show and there's freaking media everywhere. You look at NRA Show, everybody and their, own, and their mother's got something. But I think we're a very diverse crowd, though. I mean, it, you know, I, we still have a guy, uh, uh, Dick, that shoots out of USPSA with us. And he's 84, I think, this year. Wow. So... You know, you talk to him and he's like, you know, he's got a, like a flip phone. Yeah. And he's like, That's he sends up smoke me. signals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, Don't text him, but you can call me. I'm like, all right, Dick. <laughs> so, yeah. I, wonder how much, I don't know. That's true. Yeah, I wonder how That's much true. time they had to get that many people together. They didn't have a lot of time. I'm just going to say that because I know we found out about it. Like, I literally found out about it last night, I think, at like eight o'clock, after eight o'clock. So we may, I think we maybe had 40 minutes left in the show, maybe 30 minutes. So yeah, it's, you know, and then folks were like, hey, you know, there's a rally going on tomorrow and and it's, it's really tough to do this kind of stuff without advance warning. Um, At the same time, I think we do have to figure out better ways to communicate with each other and get more people involved because yes, there are some of the older crowd that's not involved in that. Look, there's dudes that are not aware of what's going on with the NRA. Right. You know, probably the majority of that, the five million members of the NRA don't even know anything's going on. Yeah. You know, know, and and it's, uh, I don't know, I guess it's interesting. Like, I know a lot of the guys that that I shoot with that would love to go to stuff. Most of them are give or take my age or or maybe like 10 years older. They've all got day jobs, so they Mm -hmm. can't go to stuff. And Mm -hmm. most of us use all of our time off to go to shoots. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's no time off to go to the state house, to go to the Capitol building, to go to those things and most of us are shooting on the weekends so it's like you know between kids job and that i mean it's definitely an excuse I'm not gonna say it's not mm-hmm. you run out of time though i mean it's, it seems like some of these dudes especially these antifa videos you're seeing some of them don't have jobs some are staying at home and it's like so they can go and attend everything 
Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you got a day job, it's just not always possible. Yeah, Joe Son said there was about 36 hours. So that's, yeah, that's, not, that's much. not a lot that's, of time. Yeah. That's a quick turnaround. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. But it's, kudos. Kudos for the people that showed up, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then if you look at that video. So, look, here's the thing that we can do, right? The past, we can't do anything about it. It already happened. Those people did show up. There is a video here. Here's what we could do. We could all share this and and let people know and let people see this. And then uh, in the future, what we can do is work on trying to figure out how, when things are happening around the country, how do we like get everyone activated? So if that's in Texas, how can we get people in that area activated to, to go there and, and help get those numbers up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 then on the other side of that, when things come out like this video, I think if you if you look towards the end of the video, there's someone there in the crowd that starts arguing, um, that starts arguing here with uh, Stephen Williford, and yeah. um, you know that's that's also a very interesting conversation. Like that, that's where you see these protesters who the counter protesters that were there. I think one of those guys, and he was like, yeah, you know. Uh, God doesn't talk about guns in the Bible and all that kind of stuff. And they were trying to tell, of course, they, you know, okay, first of all, that was, that was a long time ago, but they do talk about people being able to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they do talk about that. So um, it's, I think it's important to get the message out there, let people see that that's going on. Uh, I'm sure Rachel can use some help. I'm sure the GOA can use some help. The folks that are out there fighting for this, we can help them in the in the least in the least way by sharing this stuff when it gets out there on social media, sharing it with your friends. So, um, so let's see. Motorboater said, "I live in." He says, "I live in Texas, and I'm on the GOA email list." And I heard about the meeting on this show last night. Yeah, it's tough. I don't. I just don't think they had enough time, man. Yeah. No, I mean it's a couple of days, maybe a month would be great. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. like you said, it, it was a learning lesson. So um, I'm pretty sure somebody will probably come up with a way to do an app. Mm-hmm. Probably something called Two A Rally. You know, mm-hmm. something goes on, everybody gets the blast. Yeah. Um, but. Definitely reach out to that governor in Texas, man. He needs to hear from people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, before he starts enacting things in Texas, I think he needs to hear from folks. You know, um, and I wh- think that's the that's the crazy thing. I think for some of us, is like Texas is supposed to be like the the last bastion of freedom in America, practically. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then you see this stuff going on. It's like, you know, Florida's already dipping and diving a little bit. We have some stuff going on in Ohio right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's definitely worrisome just from the standpoint of, you know, it seems like they're looking to go for everything. They're not just like any, you know, it seemed like before it was, okay, let's not have rifles of certain kinds or not have magazines. Now they're like, dude, just everything, just wholesale, take it all. Yeah. So I don't know. it's, It's disturbing to say the least. I think they're also very well organized on the other side, man. Just think about the money that Bloomberg's putting. Like who's putting money like that on our side? Who has that kind of money? Right. You know, Bloomberg's put he's putting up his billions, you know, so they've got a lot of money. Um, they've got technology. I could tell. Can't you guys tell from the way things are happening that they've got some kind of advisors that know about guns? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't I don't really think they do. I oh, think I think they, they do. I think they do. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's just more along the lines of, OK, how what can we attack that 
Yeah. Well, I guess that would be mm-hmm. the realm of an advisor. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. Yeah. Now that you, yeah, now that I've actually thought about breaking it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like, I, I, re- I retract. <laughs> I think they've got. I think they've got some advisors that know what they're talking about. They've got some people telling them about stuff now. I can from from articles that I read and all that kind of stuff. I'm seeing like, oh, these guys, someone's someone's telling them stuff. You know, yeah, but every, everything that they're attacking, it's like they're almost flipping it to try to make an argument. So, for instance, um, mm-hmm. such company comes out with a new trigger, mm-hmm. right? And it's just smoother. Well, mm-hmm. because it's smoother, it might, you know, um, give you the ability to pull the trigger, what, 0.5 seconds faster, mm-hmm. you know. But at the same time, it's not going to do that for everybody because mm-hmm. the individual, because the way I pull a trigger and the way you pull a trigger is going to be totally different because mm-hmm. of hand size, mm-hmm. you know. And um, But they're Here not looking at you go with at, the size again, man. Hey, man, hey, you know, so big boys like big toys. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. But yeah. um, <laughs> the, the whole thing is, is they're not looking at the um, simplicity of things and they're just using like a general to say, oh, well, no, this fits in this category is unsafe. Nobody needs it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, James Miller gave us uh, five bucks here. He says, uh, Luke twenty two thirty six. he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. Yeah, that's a good one to hit with the white, you know, like, babe, it's right here. 2236, you know, ain't got no sword. Sell your shirt, buy a sword. <laughs> right? That's the simple. That's, you know. We used to have, we actually used to have that on our business cards for our uh, <laughs> concealed carry company. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <Nice>. We, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's uh, I just had a conversation with somebody and, and it's, I know, I know from our standpoint, like, it's almost impossible to think like, you know, a guy who's got to protect his household or, or, or a lady, you wouldn't want to have the best means to protect your household. But I had a conversation with a couple people, and, and they are they 100% believe, and the, the stat they always throw out is, you're like 200% more likely to shoot yourself if you have a gun in the house. I'm like, well, yeah, but if I've got a butter knife in the house, I'm more likely to make a peanut butter jelly sandwich, too. Yeah, you know, it, I mean, what, what it, are you talking about? Right. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, that's the kind of stuff they throw out there. And when you talk mm-hmm. to them, it's like, no, I mean, they, they honestly, God believe me, he believes in his heart. There's no reason anyone should have a gun at all for any reason. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I, I believe he believes that he just yeah. he really does. Well, and, that's that's his right for himself, but not his right, right. for us. Correct. His, his feelings and my rights, it yeah. doesn't mean my mind ended his start. Yeah. He could practice that if he wants to. The rest of us have the right to do that. We were born with that. Uh, the Constitution, the Second Amendment and all that kind of stuff is just something that comes along and talks about like, hey, you know, this is this is something you have the right to do. I mean, what else can he say no one should have? Hey, you shouldn't have fists. You know? well, I, and that's and that was my conversation is, you know, at what point do we turn to England where you can't have knives, where you can't have. You know, you look around now, I mean, it's, it, I do like seeing it, but how many times now when you walk around town, at least out here, do you see someone with a pocket knife? Mm-hmm. You know, when I was growing up, a couple guys had them, you know, usually tradesmen. Now it seems like dudes in suits, you know, everybody's got a pocket knife. It's just expected that you have a knife on oh. you and a flashlight. Everybody, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Everybody better have a light and a flashlight and a gun. And a gun. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping it shifts towards that favor because it seemed like, it was going towards us for quite a while there. Mm-hmm. Like more and more people like absolutely pro gun, you know, uh, states and cities and townships were changing and counties. And now all of a sudden after these last two shootings, it seems kind of crazy. And that one shooter even said he was anti-gun and he feared if he shot the place up, it would shift towards anti-gun behavior. 
Mm-hmm. So it's crazy to to think that, you know, even though we know that we're still going the way he wanted. It's just it's absurd. Mm-hmm. Well, he's just giving them a reason. This is the direction they wanted to go in, regardless yeah. of what happened. Yeah, and he's just giving them a reason. We we can't live by the by by a few crazy people out there that want to make the world a worse place. We can't live by those people, you know. No, um, I I couldn't even imagine being. Remember when uh, that when that uh, terrorist shot up France, and they had video, the cell phone video of that of the one guy shooting a cop outside of a window. Nobody could help him. The cop mm-hmm. could help. If he didn't have a gun. He couldn't help himself. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, how bad would you? I mean, how bad would you feel if you're the person videotaping a cop getting shot point blank because no one there has any means of protection to help this guy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I mean, that's insane. I mean, in Ohio here, you probably have 15 guns drawn if you tried that. Yeah. And over there, nobody could help the dude. Yeah. So I, th- I that's think that's more of a nightmare. What you're saying, right? Not being able to fight back. I, I think it is. That's I mean, I, I've got two young kids. I've got a mm-hmm. wife. That's that's a nightmare for me. Mm-hmm. Somebody doing something that I physically can't stop. Mm-hmm. You know, by some means necessary. That that's a nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. So. And and I think that if people want to be safe, you can't have a cop everywhere. Uh, I mean, even if even if you want that, even if you think that's a better solution, like the guy that was trying to shout these guys down, I don't know what he thinks is the better solution to make the world safer. The one that I'm thinking is that you you have to give people the opportunity. Not everyone's going to choose to do that. Not everyone's going to choose to to uh, find out about guns and and train and get take classes and carry guns and do all of the stuff that goes along with that. I get it, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. every, everyone decides what it is they want to do. But if you have more people doing that, now you up the possibility in, in scenarios like that, that you have people that can do something about it and fight back uh, in those moments. You know? Agreed. Yeah, um, yeah. But I also see it as a double-edged sword, not mm-hmm. to talk to negative. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing I did, I do see here in South Carolina is, um, and I'm pretty sure it happens everywhere else, mm-hmm. when somebody gets their CWP, that's where it stops at. And people got this false notion that they can do un- everything they think they can do under stress mm-hmm. without the proper training. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, yeah. Training you know, is we, really important. That, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. We, we see that here in Ohio, too. I mean, I taught it for about five years to just CCW in general and then a little bit of other pistol classes. We see the same thing here. The average person, it stops at CCW. It just mm-hmm. they, they honestly believe they're ready to go. And uh, most of them, I don't think there's any way you can change their mind. I, I, I don't. I think, you know, they, they look and they go, okay, I hit a pie plate at 10 yards. I could kill anybody. You know, I, or I yeah. could defend myself against anybody, you know, uh, or, yeah. uh, shoot an intruder. So look, it's for, a, it for, is a double-edged sword. I agree with that. For most things, for most places where people are going to run into trouble, I'm not saying that that's the best scenario, but that could suffice, right? It could right. suffice. Mm-hmm. If you uh, – and, and I think that I would agree with you guys – that people need to voluntarily go out there and get more training, take more classes. I need it. You need it. Everyone needs it, right? But for most things that people can get into, like defending their home or something like that, that's good. If they got training, if they t- thought about that happening, absolutely, 100%, they would be better for most places. Now, when things happen in public, that's definitely something that you want to think about before you're actually in public and things go wrong. Because there's a lot of things that could go wrong. You could be trying to, there could be a bad guy there doing something, and you're responding to that, but someone else shows up, and they don't know who the good guys and the bad guys are. 
you know, and that's not just the police and there's all kinds of things that go into that. So for sure, tr uh, training, practice, thinking about these things before they happen uh, could help there. You know, but in, in a situation like sometimes what happens in a lot of these cases, these guys go in most of these cases, these guys go after easy victims. Right. And they wind up having people like backed into a corner somewhere and you've got nothing in that moment. It's better to have something and not any kind of training than nothing at all. And all you could do is just pray or beg someone. Yeah, yeah. you know when you when you have to spray and pray, sometimes that is your best option till you can yeah. get it under control. Yeah, yeah. I look at it as you know, we, I've had a lot of ladies come through our class, CCW class, a lot of single moms, things like that, even single dads. And when you look at it, I mean, we spend about four hours in the range for my CCW class. It's not, I mean, it's not a lot in the grand scheme of things, but for Ohio CCW, it's a lot. But I figure at least they've got some to protect themselves. We've got some, I mean, everybody has rough areas. We've got some rough low-income areas here that have got some crime. And I mm -hmm. figure I'm, I'm more happy they have it than they don't. Mm -hmm. but I'd love them to get more training, yes. But our average income here in this county is like $30,000, sorry, $40,000 for a family of four. Wow. They, okay. there's, you know, there's no disposable income to go get training, which mm -hmm. I wish there was. But it's kind of like, you know, at least they have something to defend themselves because uh, we had someone try to break into our house a year ago, I want to say. And I called the sheriff's office. And they're like, it'll be 30 minutes. Oh, I'm yeah. like, mm, sweet. I'm like, lock Bring some ambulances. <laughs> yeah. Right. I yelled out, said I got a gun. They took off. The four dudes jumped in a car, took off. And uh, they tried another house down the road. And in that house, the guy let loose uh, from his porch, hit their car like four times. Wow. And that's how they got them. Well, these guys were brazen, man. They were just going, like, you weren't enough, right? They had to went right after another guy. I was at least that we know of. I was the second house. That house was the third house, and the cops caught him because of some of the bullet holes in the car. And tactics really not there. You shouldn't shoot a fleeing suspect. But that's how they caught him was all these bullet holes in the car. And there's mm -hmm. four of them in there. And it's like you know if you didn't have a gun and you're home alone, they take you 30 minutes. What can four dudes do to you in 30 minutes? Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot. Some bad odds, especially yeah. when they were probably they up could do it and leave. They could be gone. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's it. Yeah. That, that's a rough outcome. So you know, yeah. I had two. I had two kids. My wife was freaking out. I, I wouldn't want to be unarmed. That's, no. that's my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Let me get to this real quick. Uh, Armin and Axis gave us a couple of bucks here. He says, "Where is he in Ohio? Come to Creator Summit." So that's from Armin and Axis. Uh, they want to know where Actually, you are. That you can divulge. That you could divulge. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so I'm in Geneva, Ohio. I'm up by the lake. I know what Creator Summit is. I did not go. I think it was this year. I didn't get to go. Uh, but if he hits me up or hits you up, do my information, send it to me, mm -hmm. and uh, I'll definitely try to bring the Hall of Sun IWI goodness and everything else. Okay. All right. There you go. Um, let me see. What was I? We, we were getting into a bunch of stuff here before I somehow sidetracked there. Uh, yeah, we definitely, we definitely need to be able to defend ourselves. We should never give that up. Uh, no one's going to stop it. There's no way of actually stopping it. We're talking about real old technology here. Mm -hmm. yeah. Rock in cylinder propelled. Not complicated. <laughs> so um, I think we're still we're still running off of, uh, you know, tech from a, <laughs> from literally a couple hundred years ago. So, OK, let me see. Um, that that was a good video. Uh if it's on Truth About Guns for anyone that's looking for it. That's the easiest way to find it. Um, if you look up Rachel Malone, you'll probably find it as well. I think she gave a really good uh, speech there. So uh, I want to encourage everyone to check that out. 
Let me see. I'm trying to see. Were there some other things you guys... Was there anything you wanted to talk about, Adam? We brought up two of my things. We want to get into uh, two of your you things. Know, the one thing... With, with everybody going after you know what they're calling assault rifles, which you know that's not what they are, mm-hmm. um, I was just checking out some videos where we were talking about um, all the Antifa action that's been going on lately in different states. Ohio, we haven't had too much of it. Mm-hmm. But you look at those mobs, and they just had one where a bus of people was at a stop. They were they had brought uh, concrete blocks in briefcases so that the cops didn't know they were blocks. Mm-hmm. They were throwing them at the at the um, at the bus, then ripping out of the bus, trying to hit him with a hammer. And there was probably twenty or thirty people there, and they thought it was hilarious. And they're like cheering each other on as the bus drove away. And I'm thinking, like this is what you know. Not always the Second Amendment's for in terms of like you know, it's, it's for tyranny, but. That right there, defending yourself. When you have thirty people, what, what else do you have? If, if there's where was you, this again? I missed people. the first part of that. Um, let me. Uh, when we're talking, I'll try to look it up. Okay. I, was uh, that in America? Video. Yeah, that was here. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and then the other thing I was looking at was uh, I think everybody's seen this, but that the Hong Kong stuff going on right mm-hmm. now, where they're waving American flags, calling for democracy. Yeah. And we have people here waving Chinese flags, asking for <laughs> socialism. You and it's crazy. like they're living it and they're waving American flags telling you get out of here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, th- those two things alone are just I got two young kids. Like I keep saying I mean, that that's just scary to me that, you know, I look at how far we've come since my since my dad was younger to where we're at now. And I'm thinking, where are we going to be at in 20 more years if we just keep trading liberty for security every time we feel something? You know, that that's what's insane to me is, you know, someone says they feel hurt and we just make laws and stuff to take liberties away from everybody else. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, you know where where are we in 20 you know is this 1984 or what is it mm-hmm. i don't know yeah it's scary it is it is um let me see archangel i don't know if you wanted to chime in on that uh mike uh, archangel says uh what does he say here what about taking away armed security for gun control politicians and make them go unprotected um like what they want uh and see what happens. It'll never happen. They'll never do it. It's just like you're talking about like health uh, healthcare, right? Mm-hmm. Did they give us the special health care they have? No, right. They didn't do that. <laughs> they did we not do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead, we got something else. That's just the way those guys see the world. They see the world like they have to be defended. We don't have to be defended. And then some people out there are volunteering for slavery. I think like I saw someone saying here um you know you know like someone saying here in the chat that how can people who think the cops are so terrible i'm not 100% agreeing with that i think there are some really really horrible bad cops out there but you know how can you believe that and then at the same time go well yeah let's disarm you know what is your plan to actually save yourself or the people that you care about you know if you yeah. think the government's so bad why do you want to give up your guns to the government i'm sorry go ahead adam no, I mean, if, I mean, you see it all the time on Facebook or Instagram. But it's funny that, you know, if, if you really honest to God think that the police and the tr- and the president are Nazis, why would you give up your guns? Like, <laughs> honest to God, if you think they're legit gas chamber Nazis, you should be piling ammo up to your face <laughs> in your house. Yeah, thinking, what are you like, doing? <laughs> this stuff's about to go down. Like, I better be ready to, like, just take out whatever I have to do. Yeah. And yet they're like, oh, no, give up your guns. Let the Nazis take over, I guess. I'm not, I don't know where this is going. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's counterintuitive. Yeah. If you think there's all these horrible people in the world, what's up with you? You know, if you think the government's being run by bad people, if you don't like Trump, why do you want to give up your guns to the government? (laughs) That's what I told you. Trump Trump is the government. Right. (laughs) 
don't, you don't realize this. <laughs> he's in the government. <laughs> you know, it looks he, like he's uh, all the way on top. Yeah. Those people with those bricks were in Portland, Oregon. It says. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's a that's or Antifa Portland City again. right there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Of course, yeah. Portland again. Mm-hmm. They've yeah, got a serious I, problem there. They, the people in Portland need to be able to defend themselves. Isn't that where they knocked out that uh, reporter guy? Like, uh, oh, I forgot his name now. I think, you're, I think so. Um, yeah. There was a reporter yeah. there that he was like in the hospital, man. He was in a he was like in a coma for a minute there, you know. Had to have like brain surgery. I can't remember his name, but uh, uh, yeah. So. It's, it's crazy stuff when you think it's okay to hurt your fellow Americans. Over mm-hmm. over your thoughts, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's, I, I don't I don't get where that comprehends anybody. It's like, yeah, I can hurt a fellow American because I don't feel like they feel. Mm-hmm. That's that's fascism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got we've got uh, we've got evil people out there, and then we also have um, stupid sheepish people out there. <laughs> well, you know, the, the stupid people are making it harder for everybody, regardless of which side. They think they're helping because um, obviously when you do something and then they realize you don't know what you're talking about, but you did it. Now that gives the other side that fuel for the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one of the things I have to tell you, like a lot of these people think like, oh, you know, why guns? Uh, It's independence, the independence and freedom. If you're really out there talking about freedom and all of that, or if you're really against oppression, these are the tools that were that we have for that. Right there. You know, are there bad people that take these tools? You know, are there people with evil in their heart, like Rachel Malone was saying in her speech? Yes. Um, they need to be met with, with good people that have in their heart defending other, other people. Right? That's how you deal with it. That's, you know, period, end of story. It doesn't matter if you could wave a magic wand and get rid of guns in the world. And, and that magic wand also did some spell where no one could ever make them again. We're still going to do this. There's still going to be bad people. And someone has to stand up to those people. Bottom line, all the awesome things that you're enjoying in life is because someone did that and made the world a better place. So... I've always said that um, this problem wouldn't have took would not take place if the first acts the mm-hmm. person was held to the letter of the law, mm-hmm. and none of that. Oh well, your dad knows this person, and he contributed this much money to this college. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't get the free pass for that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Hold him to the letter of the law, and um, but. Um, I mean, you might think I'm wrong for saying this, but I honestly believe if you go into an establishment and if you take the life of at least three or more people, your life um, needs to be taken for justice. Mm-hmm. An eye for an eye. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. But that's just how I view it. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to argue that. I mean, you know, we can argue the numbers, <laughs> the numbers. But yeah. yeah, you shouldn't be able to, to just go out there after innocent people and, um, and and take them out of the world. And then and then the rest of us have to take care of you. That just shouldn't happen. Um, Eli EDC says it's Andy Engo, um, mm-hmm. if I'm pronouncing it properly. That was the name of that guy that that happened to. And... Um, uh, I am Gary Kay says Portland politicians were quoted as saying Antifa is not violent. They are protecting Portland from white supremacists. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is that what they're doing? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Archangel Mike, uh, Michael says evil people drive through crowds of civilians. Yeah. You know, this people do when, when, if pe when people are broken and evil and they and they want to uh, wreak havoc and destruction on other human beings, they don't care what tool they use. No, well, but then again, it gets to that point, even though like we can still carry every day mm -hmm. um, and it's just a norm for us. But if you really sit down and you think about it, um, how the activities of society are ramped up now, mm -hmm. when you walk out the house, your head is on a swivel from mm -hmm. the time you walk out your front door. Mm -hmm. That's how scary it's getting because like. Um, I have that hyperactive um, demeanor when I'm out in public. I'm always looking around. I can never really focus on the conversation, but mm -hmm. I'm always looking around. And, um, you know, that kind of makes some people feel uncomfortable or make it look like you're not interested in what they have to say. But, you know, like I said, that's just where we're living now. Mm -hmm. And that's that's where it's going to. Yeah, but that's it's not a bad thing. By the way, Alec F1 says it's pronounced NGOs pronounced no. OK, so there you go. Yes. All right, so I, I agree. That Andy, you, no, you got to uh -huh. have people. People will laugh when you're, you say your head's on a swivel, but I mean, mm -hmm. just in the, just in the standpoint of if somebody coming towards you that shouldn't be, is there a car that's veering where it shouldn't mm -hmm. be? I mean, your your head just in general, you need to be watching stuff because people do stupid stuff. They bump into you, they run into you, you know. And I, I same thing. I get that same thing of like, you know, why are you looking around? It's like, why wouldn't I look around? I mean, that's, that's how you notice things. If nothing else, it's just how you notice things. Yeah, and. Some people like to live in blissful ignorance, I guess. I think you should always be like that. I think you're just like that, Mike. I know that, you know, it may feel like it's happening more, but I think that you're like that and some people are like that. I've always been like that. I've always been making eye contact with people, looking around, being aware of my surroundings. I think that's just a good thing to do. And when people are out there looking to victimize people, they always, it's a crime of opportunity. They're looking for the easiest target. And when right. you're looking at people, you, you're not an easy target anymore because you could see them coming. You know, it's like while your parents taught you when you were a little kid and you started walking away from them, like, hey, always look out for cars. So if you see a guy in that car, make sure you have eye contact with him, you know. But what's, what happens today? I see people just walking out into traffic and they're not even looking at me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you because know, we made stupid laws in America. Like Florida has this law. If somebody steps into a crosswalk doesn't matter what the light says, you have to stop and let them go. Okay? I get it. That's the law. I understand that. So now kids don't even think about that. They're like, oh, the law says I could just walk out there. Well, that law does not erase all the things that are going to happen to you <laughs> when a ton and a half <laughs> worth of vehicle comes down on you. <laughs> so you might want to make eye contact. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, Dar Darwinism used to do something. Now we protect stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, 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 we just bubble wrap everything and now everyone thinks everything's okay. And it's like, yeah. you know, it, they did, I don't know. I yeah. mean, we, I did stupid stuff as a kid, but yeah. some of the stuff these kids do, I'm like, man, my dad would just slap the freaking hair off me. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh I know, man. I, I used to get some of those lashes. Kathleen Music Lover says, I wear a paper sack over my head when I go out. That way I don't have to deal with reality. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> by the way, shout out to CloverTac. I see CloverTac is having a heated conversation. Well, not heated, but a good conversation there. I just can't uh, necessarily quote everything. But shout out to CloverTac. I think we're pro we'll probably have him here on the show at some point. So uh, thanks to him for hanging out in the chat with everyone. Yeah. Um, so there you go. I think I saw him saying something like he just doesn't feel like threatened all the time. 
I think you should always be on the lookout. You know, I feel good that way. Paranoia is a healthy sense of paranoia is good for everybody. You know, well, I, th- I think that's I think that's the true point right there. You, you know, you can't be paranoid all the time or you're never going to live your life. But you got to have a, a healthy enough sense, just like you have you know, firearms. You got to realize they're they they can hurt you. So you got to have a healthy respect for them. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing for that. You got to have a healthy respect for just things around you and keep your eye out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I said the same thing about fear as well, because um, fear is a driving force that's going to make sure you stay alive and you do the right thing safely mm-hmm. to make sure you come back home. Yeah. Um, Dude Abides has a good way of putting it. He says, situational awareness is wise. Public paranoia is another issue. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't like crowds, by the way. I'm not a fan of crowds. I don't have any kind of like phobias about it or whatever. I could deal with it. But I like nice quietness. Don't like lots of, lots of people equals chaos to me, you know? You never know what a bunch of people are going to do. So, um, I think... I think half the people in the comments section are going to get red flagged. <laughs> <laughs> Every second comment is like freaking Mark, Mark six. <laughs> Totalitarianism is like in every third comment. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Clover tax says uh, situationally aware and paranoid are two different things, at least to me. Okay. All right. I can I can agree with that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Do you guys want to uh, Do you guys want to talk about some guns? Let's 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 talk some gun stuff. Let's talk yeah. some gun stuff. Yeah. I know Adam's got guns on there. I don't know who are you are. You talking to the people in the chat, Adam? What are you up to? I, I'm I'm uh, <laughs> I'm I'm laughing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Never read the chat while we're actually doing that. You you will get lost. <laughs> Don't go down that rabbit hole <laughs> while we're doing Somebody the show. Somebody put something like, I dare an Antifa to throw a wrench at me. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know where we're going with that. <laughs> I can dodge a wrench. I can dodge a ball. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Good dodgeball. My favorite dodge uh, dodgeball quote. You know what it is? That's from that's from the movie Dodgeball, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You made me bleed my own blood. That's my favorite. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Anytime Lola's trying to get me to do something, I'm like, damn it, woman, you're making me bleed my own blood. <laughs> so she, yeah, she hates, yeah, she hates that. <laughs> now, what you were saying about talking about um, some gun stuff, you know, I do uh-huh. want to talk a little bit more about that uh, Hollow Sun. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. All right. So we got the dude right here. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. Okay. What do you want to know about this hollow sign? <laughs> I want to know if that Joker goes on my Q5. Can we see a close up, to... Adam? Let's see. Yeah, put it up closer. Let's see what we're looking at here. I want to know the parameters of it, how it handles, what I'm looking at. I want to yeah. know everything. What's Sell the... me on. Yeah. What's the dot option on this? Uh, yeah, so on, on the Hall of Suns, on most of them, the, anything that has a 500 level and above, there's at least two reticles. So you've got the dot and you have the circle dot. On the 507 like this and the, um, the these ones, the rifle, the rifle one, okay. three reticles, there's you also bro- you broke up. You broke so up you there for reticles. a second. Yeah, Oops. sorry, you broke up for a second. Yeah. yeah. So you also have on these ones, uh, these are the rifle ones. So five, yeah. ten, and five, twelve. Yeah, you've got literally one. like four or five optics on that one gun just now. <laughs> I got a magnifier behind it because I'm being told uh, two hundred yards, and I'm like, 
Okay, yeah, you have a set of iron sights. Go ahead, put that gun back up for a second. Right. Okay, so I see iron sights. All right. <laughs> I see an EOTech. I see some other kind of something. The EOTech, I think, is what's at the 45. Then I see some other red dot plus a magnifier. Yeah, so this is this is our 510, the Holosun 510. Oh, okay, like, okay. Oh, right, all oh, right, so okay. It's, it's got all it's got all your typical your circle, your circle dot, your dot. Right. This is the 512. This is the fully sealed version of this guy. So it's just fully sealed. So there's no rainwater, nothing getting inside there. And this is our magnifier, um, which I use because a lot of stuff we've got to 300 yards. I just my eyes can't see this at 300 yards on a target that's a you know six six inch plate. Okay, um, but. To answer that question about at least this one, so you got three reticles. On our stuff, you hold down the uh, the minus button back here. You can change reticles. Oh, okay. The plus button can take you from solar to battery or battery to solar because these do have solar panels up on top. Oh, so this is both? It's solar panels and battery? Yeah. Oh. So it's a solar fail-safe. I always tell everybody run it off the battery because the battery gets you 10 years. Oh. So run it off the battery. But if your battery died in the middle of competition, middle of firefight, whatever, the solar panel would kick in and actually run the optic. So um, how do you force it to run on the battery? Yeah, so if you want to fo force the battery, the plus just push button it forward. Okay. right there, okay. push the plus button for 10 seconds, you'll see it You'll see it either go from solar to solar to battery, battery to solar, and you can make it do that. Um, this one has an RMR uh, mounting system. That was one of the things when we first talked about this optic. I'm like, please don't let's have some proprietary thing that no one has a cut for, uh, because at the time there weren't these nice little plate systems. But it's an RMR cut, so pretty much anything that has an RMR base player in the else, you just slap it on there, you're ready to go. Uh, it also comes with a pick rail, too, so you can throw on your um, uh, rifles or anything else. You know, so a couple guys that run on rifles. Mm -hmm. And then we also have, so this one's an aluminum body. We have one that's titanium, which is our 508. And then we have one that's uh, fully sealed, like the Aimpoint Acro. That's our 509. Uh, that one should be out very soon. It'll, it'll have a mounting system similar to the Acro. Okay. So... I like it a lot because my thing is I could never find those two MOA dots on all these optics. I'd be, I'd be fishing around trying to find it if I'm doing fast. Because mm -hmm. I don't shoot a lot of this. I usually shoot iron sights for, for three gun. Uh, but with this, with this big old 32 MOA ring, I can find it super fast. Okay. Uh, and with our CCW classes and other stuff, people are freaking loving this thing because What's, it's uh, it's easier. What's yeah, the price on that? Like, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, the the price give or take uh, is about two ninety nine for the red. It's about three twenty nine for the green. Okay, and you can find them lower than that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm not okay. going to say that. But oh, <laughs> you can okay. find them lower. Than that. <laughs> <laughs> What's your question, Mike? What's your question? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, can you control the size of the dot? Um, obviously, you can control it with the light illumination, but can you um, make it bigger or smaller? Yeah, you can't. You can't make it bigger or smaller because how the diode's set up. Uh, but we do have, uh, as we were talking earlier today, so the two MOA dot, there's also now a uh, six, I, I believe it's six MOA ring, and the inside of the ring is hollow. And we had a couple people put insight into that to make it, and that's our, they call it the CO, the carry optics version, uh, to get a bigger a bigger MOA ring. A lot of times, as we were talking earlier, if I know there's, if I know there's no like super long shots with a, uh, with a hostage target on there, no shoot, I'll just run the 32 MOA ring and just run it that way because it's super fast. I don't got to line the dot up exactly. I know give or take I'm going to hit an alpha or a, or a Charlie. Uh, so I just run with that ring a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's a question from Terribly Tactical. I'll try to throw in some questions. If you guys have any questions right now for Adam, you want to know something about hollow sun or optics in general, let us know. Uh, Terribly Tactical says, why are green lasers and dots always more expensive? 
Uh, so it's a little more expensive to make the green, uh, but your eye naturally sees, sees green better. So that's why I feel hot for the green, but it's just a more expensive diode to actually make. Okay. Uh, and, and give or take on all the hollow sun stuff, it's almost always 30 bucks higher. Okay. Um, so it's not incredibly higher, but it's almost always 30 bucks. Right. Yeah. And that, how does that price compare to like your competitors? Um, we're, we, we have a great price point in the, in the market for these things and we've seen a lot of success with it. So, I mean, I, I definitely say we're lower than, than most of them. Um, we're maybe a little bit higher than a couple, but we've seen people like, uh, Aaron Cohen from, uh, I think Sage Dynamics. He just beat the ever living snot out of one of these things and it didn't miss a beat. Uh, and he's still carrying it to, to this day. I just saw a picture of him. He's got the glasses cracked in the front. He was racking it off of a, a wood barrier so many times he started to crack the glass. And he's still running and he's like, it still works, still holds zero, still does everything. Okay. Uh, and a couple of like Chris Costa's now run them and a couple other guys too. So they're they're putting high round counts of, you know, probably twenty, thirty thousand rounds every couple of months through these things. Okay. What so, about warranty? <clears throat> what yeah. about warranty? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So any of our elite stuff is lifetime. And any of the red ones have a, I believe it's five years on the externals and like three years on the internals. I have to look up the policy exactly. But what I have seen is that in general, as long as you don't try to destroy it, like on purpose, usually you get taken care of. Um, we try to avoid, at least from my understanding, what we try to avoid is, I know a buddy who works for another company and when someone doesn't like their optic anymore and they know it's kind of, the, the skew is out, they just destroy it and they go, hey, <laughs> no questions asked, right? <laughs> and all that does is raise the prices. And the one thing we don't want to do is skyrocket prices to cover people purposely trying to destroy stuff. Mm-hmm. Because then, you know, again, it's that thing where someone screws up and it costs all of us everything. Yeah. If you abuse so, it, then we're all going to lose, obviously. Right. That's yeah. the thing we're trying to stay away from. Right. Yeah. Um, Dudabod says Hollow Sun military grade one time uh, prison site is awesome. So Wait. do you happen to have one of those there or? Yeah, there's uh so this is one of them. This is the 512. Oh, and the 512. that's actually okay. made for a military contract at first. Um, but there's also the tube style sites. We've got the 515 series of those, and those are also, uh, you know, that's our duty line of optics. And so a lot of them have titanium in them, uh, or fully titanium and some other features like flip caps and kill flashes, things of that nature, just to kind of step up from the, you know, if, if you're just going out to shoot at the range and plank, you might not want to spend that money. So you said you go with a five, a basic 503 for, you know, 150, 160 bucks and, that's what you need. But if you're duty grade, you might need the flip caps. You might need the um, other things. That's when you get it. For this one, for example, what I like the most about it is probably the silliest thing people laugh about. But the battery tray, even though I never have to change the battery, the battery tray is a QD system. So you just take it and you twist this and the battery comes out. So there's no easy key- access. Right. Yeah. So that's what she said. <laughs> okay you got that one in you got it in you got it in. Uh, oh that's also what she said uh, all right so now earlier you had said about um the color of the dot red and green um is there is there an option or will there ever be an option whereas you can go from red to green off of one scope um i won't say there'll never be an option for that because they're always coming with, with cool new stuff. The one thing that I've understood, because um, I was one of those guys, when I got my first gun. I, you know, I bought the the uh, the red dot from the gun show for twenty five dollars, and I thought it'd last me the rest of my life. Those diodes are usually stacked in order, and that's how you get to them. And what it does that? That's why it throws your zero off. 
is you've got to switch the diode because the colors don't mix. It's just each one's its own color. Right. So for us, you don't want to have to have someone, you know, if I tell you to re-zero every time you switch to color, you probably That's wouldn't a pain. Want yeah. Why bother? It, it'd, be, it'd be more of an issue where people would be calling us left and right going, my, my optic lost zero. It's going to. You're, you're switching the location of the, of the diode. So, uh, but again, there's, there's so many things that they've been doing lately at the shop that I wouldn't put it past them to find a way to somehow make it work. Okay. Uh, what? They're, they're doing new stuff all the time. Which color is better for what time of day? So is like green better for daytime or nighttime or is red better for daytime, nighttime? How does that work? Um, I've had really good luck with the green. My, my eyes see it better. Um, I run a lot of red and green. Those are my, my two favorite. The gold, the gold reticle, if you're colorblind, you can't see red and green. You can see yellow slash gold. Okay. So if you're colorblind, you can actually see that. And we actually have to test that out at SHOT Show NRA, sorry, NRA Show, I think that was. Um, hey, I was shot show too, where a lot of guys were colorblind. We're like, like doing double checks. And when we asked what it was, they're like, Oh, I'm colorblind, but I can see this. We're like, you're colorblind. Like, yeah, so we have to show that off to a lot of a couple of military guys and some, oh, okay. uh, some other guys. But, um, the one thing I like about the green is that when I shoot a lot of competition, you'll see a lot of, uh, red targets, like they'll hang up red targets. Mm -hmm. The red blends into it. You don't see too many green targets. Okay. Um, it's usually red, white, uh, orange, things like that. And I've seen the green holds really strong against those colors. Okay. So I really liked it. All right, cool. Um, let's see here. Harry's Holster says, I was listening to a podcast today talking about a PD that's broken every red dot, and they haven't broken a Hollow Sun 507 yet. Laugh out loud. I'm not sure what we, podcast we, he was listening to. We do have a couple PDs, and we have one of the premier SWAT teams in the U.S. running our 507s, the, uh, the pistol one. Okay. Uh, one of the PDs actually helped design this uh, for their specifications. Oh, cool. So All right. we, we have had their input on this stuff. Sweet. Uh, David Cardinal says there, says there was a recall on the 507C, which I run on a Polymer 80, uh, which I never sent in. Do I need to bother? Um, if, if it's one of the affected ones, I, I, I wouldn't want to yell out the serial numbers now because I'd have to go check what they were. Mm -hmm. There was a recall. Uh, some of us who were using it early and ahead of time, we found that uh, there was literally, uh, we were talking about like hairs, like two hairs stacked together is the tolerance that was where you can screw in the, the bottom mounted battery. And they actually lifted up one of the wiring packs and disconnected the wires. So they changed that and all it was was the threading was just too deep. So we actually voluntarily recalled that as a company. We didn't want, from our standpoint, how good does it look if you know there's a problem, your shooters know there's a problem, and you don't do something about it. I mean, that's how you go out of business. So we voluntarily recalled all the units out there and replaced them immediately. Uh, and, they, and even of those ones, there was a slim margin that actually had that 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 issue. But yeah. I, I sleep better at night knowing the guys had it corrected and they're not. I, I get contacted probably 20 times a week about Hollow Sun stuff. I'd feel terrible if I had if I'd be like, ah, too bad you're out of luck that you know your optic switches on and off. Um, and most people know me. I'll be on Facebook, Instagram at night, scrolling around at stuff for bed. And if someone has an issue. I connect him with our right guy immediately. Um, even if it's a small issue, like, you know, they lost a screw. We take care of, we take care of our customers pretty well. And I'm, I'm proud of that. I mean, that's one thing that I really like about the company is they, they stand behind the customers like 110%. Okay. So after the show, I mean, we're going to talk about this at the end, but let's say someone's yeah. looking and they want to reach out to you. What's the best way on social media for them to reach out to you? Yeah. If they go on Instagram, uh, it's Adam underscore S A S A. And it's not my last name. It's Shield and Sword Academy is my is my one company. That's what SASA stands for. 
Um, and then on Facebook, they can just do my private, my private or my public one, whoever it's Adam Litke, uh, or dash competitive shooter. And then on YouTube, it's shield and sword Academy. And we do a lot of stuff in there for IWI hollow song. We make some videos for them, stuff like that. Um, and then if, you know, we'll, if they, if they hit me up, say they, they heard about from Hank strange, we'll go up and have a discount on some optics All right, and that way they nice. do what they want and we'll, we'll look them up however we can. Okay, cool. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, do you, do you have any other questions, uh, Mike? In regards yeah, to that. Um, all right. So say, for instance, I'm doing competition and I have this on my Q5. Um, is it able to like as soon as I touch it and move, it wakes up or yeah. anything? Yeah. yeah, pretty much all of our optics have shake awake technology. So it'll come on as you come up. Um, and we've had uh, we had one actually. It was a I think it was the French military. at shot show one year. Anyways, they lined up all of our guns and they actually like cordoned it off. These two dudes look like they could have bench pressed a tank and they wouldn't let anybody touch these guns and they made them all turn off. It's about 15 minutes till they, they, they turn off and they each, they just went around. So they're, you know, they're up against the wall and they just went like this and they wanted to see if they turned on, if they just tapped them and all of them did. And that's what they were looking for because, um, they'd had some optics that you were only getting six months of battery life out of and they wanted better than that battery life. But yeah, I don't have shake awake. Um, I've never had mine not turn on. I'll be, I mean, I'd be honest. I just, I've never had that happen. So it works very, very well. And then like we mentioned before, if for some reason your battery went out, your solar panel would kick in. The reason I don't say I would run it on solar is most of us competition shooters wear hats. And if you're, if you stick your head out over the solar panel, it'll dim it down because it thinks it's in a lower light environment. So that's the one catch 22 with your pistols, pistol optics, probably less common. With your rifle, one it might be more common, depending on how far back you ride that optic. So, okay. but again, you get five years of battery life out of all of our rifleish optics, and you get ten out of those pistols. So, if you can't afford the thirty-two cent CR twenty thirty-two battery every five years, you probably have other problems. Yeah, you should. If you're a gun guy, you should have a ton of them. Um, right. I mean, you, you can't afford a single round two two three then. So, <laughs> uh, let's see. We got a couple of things in here. I'm gonna get to Brett. Uh, Brett Frazier says, "What's up, Adam?" That's from Brett Frazier. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he literally texted me. Said that's what she said. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there's very few people that are gonna let that let that go. Uh, Gibson right. Fender says, "Is Hollow Sun stuff handmade in the USA or mass produced in the People Republic of Walmart?" Crap. That's uh, what he put in there. Laugh out loud. Laugh out loud. So he wants so to know about two. the origin. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so we actually have two. So we have a U.S. plant and we have a China plant. Our China plant, though, unlike what you'd be used to seeing, we don't have someone else make our stuff. We own the plant and everything. We actually make the entire thing, including the glass, in-house. Mm-hmm. That's how our prices stay as low as they are. Mm-hmm. We don't outsource any of that stuff. And the new U.S. plant is actually going to keep the prices the same, even with it being in the U.S. production. Okay. All right. Hopefully that um, answers the question. Uh, Richard Hughes says Hank 10, to which Archangel says Hank 20. Killer Ratchet says Hank 80. <laughs> There's people just throwing up. Uh, uh, yeah, listen, just, how are you going to do this code thing, Adam? Just people just have to mention that they heard about it here on the podcast. How you want to do yeah, it? Yeah, just just mention Hank Strange. And uh, what I've kind of worked out is that uh, if someone orders through me, what I do is um, it's a little convenient times. I order it for them. It takes about a week to get to them, and I ship it to them. It goes to me, and I ship to them because Hollison doesn't drop ship anymore. But um, I usually try to save them between twelve and fifteen percent. So okay. it's it's a healthy discount. I mean, I make about ten bucks an optic, but it, it gets it to the user, and we try to help out the 
you know, the, the followers of podcasts and other stuff. Okay, cool. Awesome. I appreciate that. That's cool. Terribly Tactical yeah. says, I want a hollow sun, then a dent sun. And <laughs> boom. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> um, you got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, like you said, man, the people in the comments, you know, (laughs) every now and then, (laughs) every now and then we got to go through and get them in there. Um, let's see. Okay. So what, so you've, let's see, what other guns do you have there, man? Um, you've got the, we had the Galil. This was, this was the Galil that we were looking at. Yeah. Someone said this is like the perfect mall gun. Yeah. Mall ninja gun. (laughs) This is, uh, uh, what you see a lot of is, especially the competitions now, you got a lot of like 150 yard targets and then point blank targets, mm-hmm. uh, especially in UML. So I just offset an optic to the side. Instead of, instead of learning my holdovers, I just uh, set an optic to the side and run two optics. Yeah, I get uh, it. So you so, actually use this. You, you don't have all these yeah. uh, optics on here just because you're a hollow sun guy. No, yeah. I, okay. uh, I, I run this. Uh, I, run it for, I ran it for the Noveski back in... Uh, I, I don't know whatever Noveski was in July of this year and uh, took first place in the AK division. And I, I personally love it. I love the Gleal. I, I have a ton of fun with it. The hardest part is I can't run it in most UML matches because the ammo is magnetic uh, unless you buy, you know, 89 cent around AK ammo. So I wait for the AK matches where they let you use magnetic ammo and then I run all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Brett says, uh, nice Cerakote job. Yes, that would be... Uh, did Brett have something to do with the Cerakote? Uh, no, but he's no. sponsored by the same company. So this is last time I was on, we were, we were uh, looking at all the Cerakotes. Oh, Victor's okay. Legacy in Fairport, Ohio does all the Cerakote. Uh, and that's what we were talking about last time. So Brett, <laughs> Brett will definitely rub that in, I'm sure, and uh, be texting right now. You know who Adam forgot. Yeah. Uh, What's the name of the company again? Uh, Victor's Legacy in uh, Fairport, Ohio. Okay. And they do all kinds of Cerakote for all kinds of people. Uh, they do fantastic work. That's my, my Django Fat gun. And then you, we had a Stormtrooper one last time and some other ones. So it's they're a really good company, mom and pop shop. And I'm blessed to be blessed to be able to work with them as cool as they are. Uh, they keep a knucklehead like me around. So All right. Nice. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to them anytime. We don't mind. We don't mind yeah. shouting them out. Um, so I, you've got the IWI, um, the, uh, what is it, Tavor 7. Yeah. You've got that there. And so that's out now. Is the what? What did they call the uh, twelve gauge one? Uh, that's the TS twelve. Yeah, TS twelve. Um, so probably uh-huh. the Tavor shotgun twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one they're still in production with. They're trying to make sure everything works with that because everyone knows shotguns are notoriously tough to work with when they're not just pump action. Mm-hmm. So they're working on that. Uh, that one had a three five round cylinders that indexed. So okay. they, they kind of have like a um, trending with the company is that makes that uh, that cylinder box but it's kind of like that where it kind of rotates oh um, something six what was that again uh i know who you're talking about uh i should know what it is i know i know a bunch of their shooters oh man what was that company yeah i did a couple of videos on those guys oh cry precision yeah the cry six yeah they have yeah yeah Yeah. there's something similar to that okay um this one was i was super happy with because it about uh somebody was just telling me they they saw this divorce seven online they were getting it for about 1800 give or take mm-hmm. and for a 308 that's getting about one and a half it's a uh bullpup format with a nice safety and what i like the most i'll uh slap here so you can just slap it okay that's cool. okay yeah that's yeah. cool that's cool uh, yeah. so yeah. yeah 
I'm getting some kind of feedback here. Um, okay, yeah, it just I, went away. I just went out. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Uh, the pants says, Victor's fixed my black powder revolver. So there you go. That's a shout out to Victor's. There we go. Yeah, he says he got the black powder revolver fixed over there. Um, does anyone have any questions about the 308 Tavor? I don't know if you... Well, okay, Mike, you don't like bullpups, so... Yeah. Whatever. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just evil. Uh, uh, I'll take that today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just don't like the... You sorry. just don't... Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that um, I shot a competition with this guy shooting PCC, and he was shooting with a Tavor, and um, yeah. and you know the whole concept of him reloading was closer to his shoulder, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I think it was new to him because he was kind of um, like hunting for the insert. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's um, I run the uh, the IWI Tavor, uh, well the X ninety five nine millimeter in PCC. It does take some getting used to, especially if you're used to the, you know up front with the AR. Uh, the nice thing is it's nice and nice and back to your shoulder. It's a heavy enough gun. There's really no recoil. And then on top of that, um, Taylor Freelance made a 67 round uh, magazine. <laughs> Mine says Black Mamba on it. Known <laughs> <laughs> as the Black Mamba mag. But uh, I run that and I, I freaking love it. It's just uh, it's it's a good gun. It's it's a really fun gun too that you catch a lot of eyes with it. You know whether it's um, Lucas Oil PCC Championship or JP. It's just a lot. It catches a lot of eyes because you're. You know, there's one guy running the bullpup. It's usually me running around by soldier for bullpup gun. Yeah, I know uh, it's a grandmaster that's running uh, Tavor also. Uh-huh. And there's quite a few guys competing uh, with Tavors out there. Uh, I don't know if there's anyone competing with, like, Steyr Augs. Uh, I've seen a guy do it. I've seen a guy with the Caltech before, too, but it's, it's yeah. usually like local matches I see him at, not, you know. Yeah, there's some Caltech. I know the Caltech guys compete. Yeah with uh the rdbs yeah so i just got an i got an rdb recently okay uh, but i i haven't shot it i have done stuff with um the rdbs in the future and i'm sorry the future in the past (laughs) yeah i will do stuff in the future eric smith says how is the weight of the tavor 7 he wants to know yeah so the tavor 7 is actually um it's it's like the rest of them you know it's heavier than your typically are but when you shoot it you don't notice it because all the weights in the buttstock of it, you know, back here. And so I've, I've really come to like it. Uh, it's, a, it's a well-balanced gun. It's got a you know, great charging handle. It's got the, uh, the gas port up here that you can use a 308 round to adjust. So you've got regular adverse uh, suppressed and, and bolt action. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's super slick. And you can convert this from left hand to right hand or right to left uh-huh. in like 60 seconds. Right. So okay. that's good for IWI. Yeah. Uh, someone, someone wants me to put my nerd glass. I forgot my glasses again. I'm gonna get in trouble with Lola. I'm supposed to be wearing my, <laughs> supposed to be wearing my glasses when I'm doing this. David Cardinal wants to know, um, the Tavor have the Geisley trigger pack. Uh, I'm sure it's the same, same setup, right? Yeah. So, um, trying to think if I have something to punch this out with right here that I can actually show you. But uh, so what I'm doing, I'm running the uh, shooting sight tab D in here. And it does work. The only difference is because the bolt is so different on these, you have to take the trigger pack out to put the bolt back in because the trigger pack on these is a little bit different uh, dimensions. So it, it's you know it's a two second annoyance you have to do. I have not tried the lightning bow trigger yet though, and my understanding from the guys at IWI is it likely will not work. 
Um, I'm kind of testing the trigger packs right now to see how long they hold up okay. because they're made for 5.56. They're not made for 308. Okay. So right now I'm testing it because Art from Shooting Site let me have one to test with. I'm hoping it holds up, but uh, you know you don't want to you don't want to go and just say hey oh. this is for 308 and it doesn't hold up and breaks and. Okay, so you're saying Art? Yeah, you know what? That's true. I think I did talk to Art and he said he was working on a 308, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so you're testing one. Yeah, I helped uh, run. Okay. Uh, the rep group about a year ago in Florida for IWI, mm -hmm. and we put the shooting site trigger pack in that one. We had the very first one, and it held up well. And now mm -hmm. I've got this one here. I'm about 250 rounds in, which is really nothing in the grand scheme of things. But for 308, you know, 50 cents a round, mm -hmm. 250 mm -hmm. rounds is a lot of rounds. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Art from Shooting Site LLC, by the yeah. way. He's always working on cool stuff. If you guys don't know who that is, um, you can go on YouTube. I th I'm not even sure if those YouTube has allowed those videos to stay up there that I did with Art or not. So they might be on GunStreamer or something. Uh, Brett Frazier wants to know how does it group? How does a 308 group? Uh, so, so Brett, Brett and I went out. We actually compared this to the Scar because Brett has a Scar, and the online IWI group was saying that uh, you know the Scar groups pretty well. It's going to destroy this thing, and so we went out there and did it. And this actually grouped better than the Scar. Uh, both with ball ammo of two different types and with precision match ammo, it grew better. So we actually had better groups with this. And given the SCAR runs $3,200 for a 308, and this is, you know, 1800 ish 1900s online, it was it was really nice to see from my standpoint uh, was how nice, how nice it grouped compared to another really quality gun. Okay, so um, what's the twist rate on it then? Uh, this is a one in ten, if I remember correctly. Okay. All right. And okay. we've had um, we had three different weight of bullets uh, from 150 up, and we tried some matched precision ammo uh, that was guaranteed sub MOA, and we had really really good groups out of that. And then we shot out to about 300 and 300 ish yards, which isn't super far. But that's the max we had at the time, and we were plinking a, a BC zone all day long with uh, just generic NATO ball ammo. Okay. So yeah, uh, Gibson Fender says tell Adam to use tall ammo, twenty nine cents delivered, and he's laughing. <laughs> if I could reload it, I would do it, but I can't reload it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, do you? So you yeah, you, you do your own reloads for competition, then, right? Yeah, I, I reload nine millimeter. I reload uh, some two two three and three oh eight. But okay. I, I, any more, I've been buying two two three because it's just it's just cheaper right now to buy it than it's. Spend the time reloading. Okay. All right. So um, I don't know if uh, let's let's move on here and guns. Maybe we can go. You know what? Since we were talking about Caltech, I'll go next, and then Mike, you could get ready. I think you you've got one gun over there, right? You got a gun. Just one. Just yeah, one. he's got. Yeah, he's just got one. He's ready. He's got. He's got at least one that he could show us. The other one he can't necessarily show us. So here, I'm going to show you guys this. This is, I probably haven't shown this on the show in a while, and my thread protector is missing. But this is my uh, Keltec PLR-16, and um, I think this is like a Midwest Industries handguard that I have on here. I believe it's in OD Green. You know, uses your AR, AR magazines, you know, 5.56. Uh, it's listen. It's very lightweight. I could literally tuck this into my backpack that I'm carrying very easily. Um, I've done some videos on this in the past. I probably need to revisit it because I found out something about this that um, I've been meaning to do a video on. I started doing a video way back with my buddy Yak Yaz, and then he um, 
he actually moved and we never got to finish that video, but here's the thing I found out. So, this gun is all good, now it's a piston, right? And it's all good until you put any kind of optic right here. So you can't put, if you put anything here and you tighten it down, it actually starts affecting the piston, believe it or not. So is that not aluminum, is that polymer or something? Um, so this is polymer right here. You know, and then obviously you can see the, you know, you can see the, the piston or the tube right. that the piston's in exposed right here. But for some reason, anytime you put an optic on this and you tighten it down, it starts like, I guess it crimps that piston and throws it off. Just that little bit of, I don't know, like how thin this wall is or what the hell's going on there. But that's what we noticed with this. I sent this back to Keltec several times to see what was wrong. And then they would fix it and send it back, and I would still have the problem. And we were like, wait a second. Is this, the, is this because we have an optic up here? So we took that off, and we were shooting it without it, and it, was, and it ran great. And then the minute we put something back on here and tighten it down, see on this, on this polymer part here, you put it down and tighten it, it starts throwing the piston off again. And uh, the guys at Caltech were like, yeah, you can't do that. So what if you put it on the front rail? Yeah. Uh, I guess you could you could now on this it would be fine because this is probably stronger and you could right. tighten down on this but you just can't put anything back here. That's crazy. Which they know. <laughs> I was like, why did you guys put a, a Picatinny rail up here then? Right. So that's my that's my complaint on this one. <laughs> so <laughs> it's cool though. It's lightweight. You know, just don't put anything. Just don't put anything back here. So I don't know, man. That's a little weird. Optic. Huh? It's 2019. You need an optic. Yeah, man. I mean, with this, for sure, right? You would want to put a red dot or something on there. So that's, yeah, that's the problem that we ran into with this, for real. So um, I actually have video of it, but it's so old that I, I, I'm just going to reshoot everything and put that video out there again. I don't know. Has any Have you guys ever seen that? Or is that just me? Uh. I've I've heard of stuff like that on certain weapons. When you tighten down, it changes the dynamics, and then you got to change out whatever the polymer part is. Yeah. For something aluminum. Yeah. You know. I think it's just because that's piston, and then that piston's traveling, and something clamped down on there real tight is messing up the travel of that piston, which you wouldn't have like in direct impingement. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's yeah, I know. Well, it's one of those yeah. things. If you have tight enough tolerances, I mean, that might make sense. I mean, that's why I asked if it's polymer. If it was aluminum, it wouldn't make any sense. But mm-hmm. if it's tight enough tolerances and that polymer is not thick enough, I mean, it's going to bend. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Just enough where a little bit touches it. Yeah. Throws off the harmonics. So. Right. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I mean, you know, it's like I see a lot of people saying Skeltech. Listen, there's Skeltech <laughs> things I love, man. This, you know, but yeah. There you go. They, they make cool stuff, though. I mean, they push yeah. the envelope with stuff. It doesn't always yeah. work, but they make cool stuff. At least they're doing they something. Do. Yeah. But listen, at least they give you optics on them. I mean, well, iron sights. You got iron sights on there. Yeah. At least uh, you got I'm that. looking to still get that um, shotgun. You know, so. Yeah. Oh, the KSG? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And the prices are crazy low right now. Yeah, like, they are. That's a, that's a cool price. I've seen those <laughs> KSGs like, yeah, 600 and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I so. still I still want one of those things. Especially after seeing uh, what was it John Wick when he was ramming with that thing. Yeah, when he flipped over the truck. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, I still want one. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've made those better. Those are those are doing better now than they did when they first. Like mine, I never really had those kind of issues with it. 
Um, so mine, mine always worked good. I know people did have issues. I think those are those are better now. So and then it's like I said with the RDB, the only issues I had with the RDB in the past is if you're using like a GI mag, it, it can get unseated if you're if you have a suppressor. So if you don't have a suppressor, it's fine. You put a suppressor in there just the way the gases uh, because it's rearward downward ejecting. And I think you get extra pressure. It just unseats that GI mag a little bit, and then it'll stop working. But if you're using like a, a Magpul mag or something polymer, you don't really get that issue. So, mm. yeah, um, there you go. Uh, okay, uh, I am Gary K says need unbendable polymer. I'm waiting for a gun made from transparent aluminum. Okay. Uh huh. Is that the like stuff that Wonder Woman had? Is that what Wonder Woman's? Uh, no, that's invisible something. <laughs> took it back there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Gibson Fender. It's so ugly. Oh, what, what are you talking about? This one's ugly. Yeah. This looks like this. Isn't, okay. Without this. Uh, without this thing from. Um, Midwest Industries, this looks like the blaster that Han Solo had. I mean, <laughs> it looks like the Han Solo blaster. Yeah. Uh, it's so ugly, it's cute. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those oh, type of deals. <laughs> the comments on your show are gold. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know. I like, so somebody, yeah, uh, but tightening voids the warranty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, motorboater says they need to make a hammer attachment for Keltex so it can be reliable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People uh, got the the Keltex jokes on dial on speed dial. Uh, it's, it's pretty good right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's yeah, lots of lots of comments going up there. No, listen, that's what we're here for, man. You know, have those conversations. You know, I have a lot of Keltex, so you know, I'm not gonna say everything Keltex makes is perfect because it's not. There's some things they have that are very cool. Some things are better than others, obviously. I uh, do you remember that movie, the movie uh, Wreck It Ralph, when he goes and finds the uh, comments? And they say, "Don't yeah. you never." <laughs> <on the internet>? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't read it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. That's how it is, man. You know, listen, you know, that's how it goes down. There's some, there's some cool Caltech guns, and then there's, you know, there's some that particular thing. It, it was just so frustrating because. I did not realize why this wasn't running properly. And we and we actually sent it to them I think like twice. You know, and then uh, and then we were just like, wait a second. Could this be because we're putting a, an optic on here? Why that's happening? You know. And then I I'm actually pretty sure. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say I'm pretty sure when they got it it was more along the lines of like, oh, we don't see nothing wrong. They probably just put some grease in it. Yeah, well, because you take off your optic usually, right? You're sending it, you right. take off your optic. You don't put your optic mm -hmm. on there. But I did ask them about it, and they were like, yeah, um, don't put any optics on there. <laughs> 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 yeah. I was like, okay, then don't put a freaking pick a titty rail on there. It's you more know? for show that you have a pick rail on there. It's not for use. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, then print that in there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tighten it. If you put anything on this pick rail, don't tighten it. <laughs> right. You know, so, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's the way it goes. <laughs> um, the Archangel says, Hank, that Caltech is a Ken doll AR. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. 
Um, and Joshua Joestar says, hey, Hank, look at 300 Blackout Bolt Action Pistol. It looks like a Mauser. Um, is that the one Is that the one that Gearhead Works has? Is that... Is that I don't know no, if that's what... Yeah, I think I... Um, it might, I had to ask Paul, but I think it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> go, go broken. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So what you got? What do you have? Let's get to Mike. <laughs> Let's get to Mike right now. <laughs> go ahead, Mike. <laughs> All right. So first off, um, mm-hmm. I want to show this holster that I got from the, um, the guys at 77 Solutions. And their website is 77solutions.com. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's pretty good. It's like Kydex and it's webbing, sort of like a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Um, very comfortable. Very comfortable. Mm-hmm. So that's not that's not leather then, is it? No, no, that's no. Kind of not leather. Yeah, this is uh, Kydex. That's good. Yeah, that's Kydex, but then it has like a holy mesh on the back um, for cool. ventilation, I guess. I don't know. But um, it's very comfortable. It's, this is very comfortable. But okay. then again, and that's like from what? Who makes those? 77 Solutions. 77 Solutions, okay. Right. All right, cool. And then, um, of course, you know, the gun that I carry in that holster is the PPQ from Walther. This is my everyday carry. All right. So, you know, like, if, if Hank was a step to the left or right, you know what I'm saying, you'll see, like, oh. that Walther on the wall oh, behind right here, him. right here. Yeah. Uh, boom. There you go, right there. You see that hollow sun would actually go right here on that. <laughs> I'm just saying, it would look. I think so in that poster, it's a, it's a. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I'm not gonna say. It. <laughs> it's Adam probably. Yeah, but then I also wanted to let everybody know. Um, make sure when you're actually carrying whatever type of ammunition that you conceal carry with, that you actually change it out every so often. So okay. If you're one of those type of people that have your um, concealed carry ammo for two to three years, um, just change it out just to be on the safe side, you know. Okay, you're saying every two three years? No, no, no. I'm saying for those people who actually have the ammo in their magazines for mm-hmm. two or three years. Oh, okay. You know? So I, yeah. I change mine out probably like every three to six months. Oh, okay. Um, is there really a shelf life like that on the ammo? No, um, that's just me being like little OCD with it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. You know, let's go well, ahead. you see, you see what what he's saying though. You do see a lot of people who they go home at night and they take the magazine out, they rack that round out. I know mm. a ton of dudes that when you look at that carry that first round, cause they don't swap them. It's sitting back further and further in the case. Mm. You're asking for trouble, especially in self defense. Every six months, shoot that ammo, put some new stuff in. I agree, man. 100%. Like six months. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and just definitely check, like when you if when you get defensive ammo, I always tell people at least get a couple of boxes more than whatever's going in the gun, and test oh, yeah. that. Yeah, don't just use the range ammo and go, oh, this gun's good. Yeah, you know, make sure that defensive ammo goes through the gun, you know, and then obviously swap it out. And then if you switch ammo, if you switch ammo to a different thing, you want to do that same thing, right? You want to test it, run it through there, so. Yeah, and then I think that's a good point you're making, Adam, for that one round that you uh, that you take out every time. You know, you so want to be careful. Filtered in somewhere else, push it down, get rid of it. But he he's a hundred percent correct. You got to swap that stuff out. People don't do it, and it's for that. You know, whatever eighty ninety cents a round, swap it out, get some new stuff, put it in there, shoot the stuff you had. Mm-hmm. But don't don't cheap out when it comes to defending your life. You know, yeah, exactly. you just don't do it. Yeah, absolutely. Armament and Axis wants me to give you his info, which I will give since you're in Ohio, Armament and Axis. Yeah, I got yeah. you. I'll take care of that um, after. So uh, copy that. 
Copy that, sir. I hear you loud and clear. Um, let's see. Uh, two F no DF two dot says Mark chambered rounds twice then shoot. Yeah, it seems like you have a lot of people in the comments that 100% agree. It seems like they, they're seeing the same thing, like you got to shoot that ammo, which is great to see because you usually don't see that. You see guys who've got that ammo, like you were saying, two or three years, mm. and you know they've got freaking dust bunnies in it and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, come oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> well, every another now and thing, then. <laughs> go ahead, what? Yeah, I was going to say, another thing is like um, take the um, magazine apart, stretch down the spring out a little bit, you know, of course, put it in there, mm. put it back in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Clean out the dust bunnies. You got to mm-hmm. you have to do that with your whole gun. Every now and then you do have to like, you know, cuz especially in a Kydex holster, right? That's one of the things like I noticed. Kydex hold I don't know if it's just me, but Kydex hold holsters attract more dust bunnies over like when I go leather or whatever, I don't know. Or maybe it's just the kind of jeans that I have or whatever. There's a lot of, you know, um a lot of that Whatever it is, dust bunnies coming off. Maybe I'm a dust bunny magnet. I don't know, <laughs> but you definitely. Where's Lola? At? <laughs> I'm in a shower. <laughs> yeah, you definitely want to go through that gun though. Yes. You want to go through the yeah. whole gun, magazine, gun, take everything out of there, go through it, clean it up every now and then. You know, get that stuff out of there. All right, let's see here. Um, uh, let me just remind everyone to smash the thumbs ups out there, by the way. Thanks to everyone who is here smashing the thumbs ups. We appreciate that. And uh, let's see. Let's uh, let's cover some so why, more stuff. Uh, Go ahead. So, so why is the Walther your uh, concealed carry choice gun? Um, actually, I was carrying Smith & Wesson at first. Um, then I actually linked up with Walther. And uh, when I actually, my first Walther was the Q5. And when I got it, I was, like, very impressed with it. And then um, I went ahead and got the PPQ and just made that my everyday carry. And I would rather carry that than everything else I have in my safe right now. Ah, but, cool. Uh, I, I think yeah. Walter makes really good stuff. Oh, I, yeah. I really do. Yeah. But um, I went out to, when I was out there at um, SHOT Show in January, um, I shot that Arch and B. I like that gun because only reason I liked it because after I shot it, I was like, there is so much you can do with it. It was like so much wiggle room that you can like do all, all kind of upgrades to it if you like. But but I'm gonna be in a newer on the market, you know, parts getting it would be kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Cool. I I think they make great guns. I've I've shot a number of them. And I I think they're fantastic. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so a couple of things here and what we were talking about just now. CB says, I like to know how my gun would have acted, sweat, lint, etc. Okay, yeah, yeah, you know, run it dirty, see how it is. That's, you know, nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely test it before you need to use it for sure. Um, uh, Gibson Fender says, Hank, you need to lube up that Kydex, man. Wait, you got to lube your Kydex now? No, don't even try to trick me. I'm not going to be. I could just see that video now sitting there lubing the Kydex. No, no, just and take a this take is a oily how you rag lube your and Kydex. Just, yeah, just take an oily rag and wipe the inside of it, yeah. you know, and it helps with yeah. the lubrication of the outside. Yeah. I'm going to go super quiet on that one and just scary one. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about how you lube your Kydex. Yes. This is very necessary. The show title will be XXX. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Harry's holster says uh, the leather absorbs dust, which is uh, eventually worse on your finish. 
All right, there you go. You know, one of these days I'm going to do something like leather versus Kydex and, uh, you know, set it off. Maybe I'll do it. I'll do I'll do it one with uh, like Harry's holsters who does Kydex. And then I'll go do one with uh, Sam Andrews and <laughs> put those boom, put those two videos together. So but there's benefits to both of them. There's always pluses and minuses. Um, uh, I know that people like so a lot of competition guys used to use leather in the past. Uh, are most competition guys now Kydex or how's how's that look from you guys to go out there and compete? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I haven't seen anyone use anything except for Kydex and Kydex slash metal. There's some that have like quick draw that are aluminum of, of some sorts. Um, I really don't see any leather anymore. You, you do see a couple guys who are running like, you know, some old school revolvers that are uh, in the revolver class. They'll occasionally run one, but mm -hmm. it's pretty rare anymore. Um, I know the only reason I really ever hear people say they want leather specifically when I talk to them is because they're, they're afraid of what the finish of their gun will end up looking like. And each person to their own. I mean, for me, these are tools, so I don't mind them getting scratched up and bent up and whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, it, yeah, I mean, there's there's some things you have to watch out for that would do exactly so. Maybe leather makes sense uh, if you're trying to protect something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, when I'm out there at competition, um, just like you, I, I see more Kydex being used. But if I see something like um, nylon, or leather, mm -hmm. it's normally somebody who's a new shooter, and mm -hmm. yeah, you no, know, they're just being introduced to it, and they just somebody loaned it to them, or that's what they had. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's I mean that's that's my day. Well, that's gonna look. I mean that's my daily carry holster. I mean I I think mm -hmm. people think sometimes that the leather is more comfortable too, which I mean it can be at sometimes, but uh, I mean this is from A and R design, and you know, it's got a little thing that kind of pushes your pants out a little bit or pushes it in so it doesn't look like it's printing as much. But, uh, I mean, these are fantastic. And I carry this appendix all the time, and I don't really have an issue with it. So, I think I mean, there's a lot of good holster companies out there, and, you know, find what works for you and, and carry on. Yeah. I think, um, you know what, I switch up depending on what it is. But I know when I look at folks out there, okay, first of all, in competition, I'm guessing the cowboy guys still do a lot of leather. Yeah, yeah. Those, those cowboys do uh, guys do that. And then I see that um, a lot of people that want to pamper your gu their guns, like you're saying, a lot of the 1911 guys are guys that have real high end guns um, like the leather, like leather rigs and things like that. Uh, in some cases, people think it's more comfortable. Ultimately, it's whatever works best for you, you know, is uh, what you should go with. Um, Kydex, people think that that's the cheapest thing. Kydex can get um, expensive. <laughs> You know, yeah. um, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm going to say that there's probably leather can be the, the most expensive, especially when you're talking about some of the custom stuff that like Sam Andrews does. That's, you know, different uh, creatures and stuff like that. So mm. um, I know. So, so and then there's guys like so, for example, Babyface is getting a Python holster for his Python for his Colt Python. <laughs> I can't wait to see that, actually. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be made from his python? <laughs> oh, jeez, no. There's not enough. There's not enough skin. <laughs> so, Here's um, your holster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, Sam Andrews is actually building um, a python rig for him. So that should be interesting to see out of python. So it'll be really cool to... Uh, to see that so uh brett fraser says double kydex for competition um yep. 
Yeah. I saw uh, what's his name. I I am D- Derek. No Kydex in the Old West. <laughs> yeah, I I am Gary K. Yeah, no Kydex. Well, you know what? That'd be funny to see like a uh, you know in those in those uh, in those Western competitions a dude out there with Kydex. <laughs> Just all decked out in Kydex. <laughs> yeah, that guy. That'll be like steampunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Um, no one tell Babyface about that. Hopefully, Babyface won't look at this. The juice says uh, LMFAO burn. Hopefully, Babyface won't see this video. Yeah. Hey, um, What's up? Have you? Have you? Um. Well, I will actually say this. Go out okay. there and try one of those um cowboy action matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will have fun with it because I had fun out there. I was just joking everybody. Um, but. They don't use your real name, so you. They everybody has a nickname when you're out there. Mm-hmm. So when I went out there, I was just Big Mike, and um, some guy let me use his um his belt, his gun. He made the ammo. He had enough, and mm-hmm. then gave me a five gallon hat. <laughs> okay, five gallon. Is that big? <laughs> Is that a big? Uh, I don't know what the gallons. I think I guess ten gallons big, right? In the hat, yeah, I would so take a ten gallon was a whole yeah. lot bigger. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. like circle big okay but um <laughs> but he gave me a five gallon hat and mm-hmm. i was just out there doing it trying to do it anyway i was messing it up but mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was that fun that's awesome that's, that's awesome to watch though i mean yeah. those uh the, the sash shooters are just crazy i mean they're they're mm-hmm. racking that stuff and it's just they're moving yeah. it's awesome yeah. Um, I like looking at it. I haven't done it, but I'm thinking I need to get a single action, man, because there's just something like really super cool about those. And if you get one, you're going to have to get leather. I'm sorry. Kydex. That's not going <laughs> to. That's just I'm ghetto, but I'm not that ghetto. <laughs> you know, I'm definitely getting leather for that bad boy. That's nice. To, that's probably a nice open carry as well. Right. You know, you I'm not a fan of open carry, yeah. but, but I'm just saying, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. To each his own. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Killer Ratchet says Babyface has a Colt Python. Holy shit. That's his comment mm-hmm. right there. And DCG44s wants to know, wait, you know there's not enough? How? Um, we don't call him Babyface P for nothing. That's all you need to know. That's, all you- <laughs> That's Babyface P. Boom. There you go. <laughs> um, all right. So let's see here. Um, let's see. There's a couple things to get to. Let me see if I can get to this really quick. I was telling you guys about Maria Butina, which I don't think you guys knew who that was, right? Not really. You don't remember Ma- Maria Butina? So just for the folks out there, do you remember the Russian spy chick? Maria Butina. That's the Russian spy chick that was like, in, like she's been two, bringing everybody down. Two, three years ago, she was like in the news. Uh, she's been in the news for a couple of years now. Yeah, she was associated with the NRA. She's like, a, let me see if I could throw up some pictures of uh, Maria Butina here for, for everyone to get a look at. But um, yeah, she was in the news. She had stuff that she had something to do with the NRA. You know, uh, here, I'll throw up her. Here we go. Here's a bunch of pictures of her, and you're going to see a lot of gun pictures and things like that with her. So she was associated with the NRA, um, and obviously she was a Russian spy. You know, she's been causing lots of trouble. Well, she just got the guy from Overstock, the Overstock CEO, just had to quit because he had an affair. Everybody had had an affair with Maria. These Russian spy chicks don't joke around. I guess she's getting around. Milkshake. Yeah, their milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> I'm telling you, that Russian milkshake, man. 
Jeez. Ooh. You know, Overstock CEO resigns after his deep state comments sparked sell-off. But when you when you if you dig into this, also he um, he admitted he had a relationship with this uh, Russian spy chick, which is interesting. She was just getting like, around. So he thought she was getting busy. Uh, Arm and Axis says, "Was she hot?" And then somebody else put, "Ugly redhead with a ginger minge." <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's see. We'll pull. Let's see. We'll pull up the pictures. We we, we have the is she hot question. Uh, I don't know. These are gold. Yeah. I don't know. Let's see. We can we can look at what we got going on here. Yeah, she's all right, but she's not. No, she's not super hot or anything like that. I would say. Yeah. I don't see it. She was just Russian. Know. Maybe there's a Russian accent. You know. That's who does it. Yeah, it's just a Russian accent. You know, it's not. You got the British accent. You got the Russian accent. Which one would you guys prefer, Russian British. or British accent? British. British. I'm gonna say British. I like the British accent. I want to check. Yeah, That's nice. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you're not gonna kick a chick out with a Russian accent either. Don't even <laughs> lie. Don't even try to lie to me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even try. Okay, so there's that. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about here while we had time is, have you guys ever heard of Kodak Black? Who's yeah, heard yeah. of Kodak Black? Who, who is that? Who is that? Who knows what it, who is that? Yeah, he, he's a rapper. Um, okay. I don't think he's too liked in the, the rap community right now. Oh, okay. Because, um, right after Nipsey Hussle's um, passing. Oh, um, he tried to get at his chick? Yeah, he said some disrespectful stuff oh, about okay about her uh what's her name lauren um lauren london i think it is could be mm -hmm. yeah i know yeah. she was in that movie atlanta so yeah i guess that's a violation to someone uh if you're dead i don't know what you could do about it but i understand everyone's just saying that in public like oh man he just died don't try to get his chick and then on the then they slip then they slide into the dms like, oh, you know, if you ever need a shoulder to cry on that's yeah. That's called man business. That's how dudes get down. But okay, so people are mad at him about that. So here's yeah. the thing. He got in trouble. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but he got into trouble because he bought a, he bought a firearm. And then he you know, they, they have that thing on the 4473 that says, um, what is it? Have you been, you know, uh, like, uh, what is it? What was that? There's that question on there that they ask you if you're currently under indictment or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Um, so Kodak's alleged firearm application lie is that he was not under any indictment for a crime that could land him behind bars for over a year. So there's a question there. And if you know that you are under indictment and you lie on that, you get charges thrown at you. So he was pleading not guilty to this and he was fighting it. He's got a ton of other charges coming at him. Um, to be honest with you guys, like there was this thing where he, um, he actually went after like a rival. So there was a rival and he wanted to do a drive-by on his rival, right? So he went and rented like a Porsche Panamera in his own name. And then he went to the gun store and bought some guns and did this drive-by and then crashed the Panamera and ditched it with the guns after the drive-by. So luckily no one was injured, but he was shooting at a house that actually had kids in it and everything. So he's got all these different charges coming at him right now because uh, he's basically an idiot. But, Is he from Florida? Uh, <laughs> why, you had to, Florida why, why you had to go? Okay, yes. Unfortunately, yes, he is from Florida. <laughs> yeah. 
Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, Mike. <laughs> so anyway, it's like Kodak Black pleads guilt uh, pleads guilty in federal gun case. So now he pleads. So according to the plea agreement obtained by TMZ, prosecutors say they'll push for a lighter sentence than the maximum, which is like 10 years, because Kodak Black has been cooperative. They're not they're, You're not going to get this kind of... Uh, how can you have all these different charges going against you and uh, well, lawyers, I guess. That's how it goes. So anyway, don't lie on your don't lie on that form. Yeah, that's my that's my advice to everyone out there. Also, don't do a drive by after renting a luxury car in your own name. <laughs> that is not in the Ford Fiesta. <laughs> Someone get him the drive by handbook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, I just thought, hey, that's some crazy gun news that's out there. I'll, I figured I'd mention that before we get out of here. Just be uh, careful, man. It's not good for your rap career. You know, <laughs> he's yeah. legit now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, and and Mike had to bring up that he's a Florida guy. I was going to try to avoid that whole <laughs> Florida conversation. And the comments are gold with Florida. Yes, right I know. Now. I see everyone jumping on the bandwagon. <laughs> I like, I like gives it's too much. It's too much sun in Florida, I think. <laughs> Just too much sun. People can't handle it. Uh, yeah, definitely can't handle it. Okay. Oh, wow. We're over the nine o'clock hour. Time went really fast. Oh, wow. Already? Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, Florida Gun says is is uh, saying that he was born nineteen June eleventh, nineteen ninety seven, in Pompano Beach, Florida. He's like twelve years old. What is he doing with guns in a car? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy. Listen, um, one of the things that you know, I, I I applaud gun ownership, you know, but try to do the right thing. You're you're you know, this is not how you do it. This is I not like how you go. That. There's huh? two pro tips in your comments. One of them is uh, yeah. do, do, don't do any drive-by at all, and one of them is try to do them when you're high. So apparently they're okay as long as you're not high. Oh. Uh, so. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. This is not the way you do it at all, though. He definitely didn't look at Boys in the Hood or any of those. Yeah. Uh, There's uh, tons of movies on this, but that's not how you do it. And And definitely someone like this, the fact that they're plea, doing a plea deal with him is not... Look, he like actually left and went to Canada and was coming back. He had different charges going on. I don't think he had these charges, but he left. He went to Canada and was coming back in. And on, on the, at the border, they caught him with a gun. Wow. You know? like, so, this guy is yeah. not too bright. Yeah. 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 I've always said this. If, if you're going to live that life, and if I'm doing that, and I'm always in the spotlight and I'm making all that money... Wouldn't I possibly get my crew or pay somebody to do dumb stuff like that? Right. Uh, yeah, don't yeah. do any dumb stuff. <laughs> but this is what bodyguards are for. The dude's yeah. got to watch the Godfather, man. The Godfather's how to do it. <laughs> Never get yeah. your hands dirty. You got people for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he, got, he got lucky in Florida. He actually could have gotten in, like, someone could have taken him out seriously. Yeah. You know, I seeing him say, do whatever, that drive-by. Go ahead. Whatever, whatever movies they're watching and the editing on that movies must be very convincing for them to go out and do <laughs> yeah. what they see. I think a lot of look, a lot of a lot of entertainers, a lot of athletes, and all that they need to get like someone needs to tell them about guns and how it works and how this you know that you this can be the thing that puts you away. So don't do this stuff, you know. And if you want to protect yourself and all that, hey, you have the right to that, but don't do this. 
because this will, you know, this will get you in trouble. And they, they just need to find out the right things. I think that's an unfortunate thing. And the government here was waiting for him to go do that. They were like, oh, you went over there and filled out that form, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're going to throw these extra charges on you. When you know the government's looking at you, you don't do anything. But whatever. I like uh, I like Richard Mounder. It says if Walmart sold drive-bys. Oh boy! <laughs> Don't give them I, I ideas. Think, um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of that will also comes from um, those entertainers. They come mm-hmm. from nothing, and then all of a sudden, a slew of money is thrown on you. Mm-hmm. And you really don't know how to process that other than, oh, I've always wanted, or I can do this. And then that's when the stupid comes yeah. in. Yeah. And also it shows you, like, people think it's so easy in Florida and other states to do stuff. And they think that no one's watching. Oh, these people, people are watching. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're taking action. And when you do stupid things, eventually it's going to catch up to you. So don't do don't do stupid things like that and reach out to someone that knows do better stay out of prison these are all reasons for the government to enslave you put you in prison well, I think not worth it one thing that concerns me is we are at the point i guess i mean it, bad stuff happens no matter where you are in society but we're at the point now that someone i mean this happens too often to account that it's okay to shoot into a house with kids no yeah it's I not mean, okay at least before there was some honor with like you know you just took out your dude you're trying to take out now it's like you shoot into a playground shoot into a school shoot into a I mean, you shouldn't shoot anybody, but I mean, the fact that now it's okay to, to go and shoot up a house with kids, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just low. Uh, I mean, that's, dr- the whole idea of a drive-by thing is crazy, you know? I mean, so the fact that he just did that, that should be the end right there. It should be no more right. plea bargaining, yeah. nothing. You did this thing, okay, that's it for you, you know? Yeah. And he is, he's going to get it. Tr- Florida does not actually play around. You know that, right? So when all that goes through the court, Florida doesn't play around with gun crimes. Just I don't think I don't think he realizes that. You get convicted of gun crimes here, man, that's it for you. So, um anyway, we should probably wrap this up. <laughs> we, could, we could probably keep going here for a while. Uh he's not going to be coming out of prison anytime soon. We'll just put no. it to you that way. Yeah. So, uh you know what? Let's uh let's wrap this up here. Mike, how can the folks out there, how can they uh keep up with MW Tactical? What you got going on? How can they communicate with you? All right. If you want to communicate with me, you can always give me a call at 803-724. I'm sorry, 803-250-1256. Um, direct line, you could text it, um, hit me up, training, um, gun stuff, questions, whatever the case may be. Oh, um, I thought that was for up, the ladies or something like that. Okay. Uh, sure. That's what the DMs yeah. are for. Yeah, yeah the that's what they the slide in the DMs. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, potential clients, potential clients. <laughs> if, if you want to hit me up on uh, Facebook, you can just hit me up under M-W Tactical. If you go to Instagram, you can hit me up under um, at Munitions Weapons Tactical, all spelled out. Or just do a search for M-W Tactical and it'll pull up. Um, but most importantly, the one mission that I'm trying to push right now going into the end of the year, so I kick it off next year, um, is getting those officers into jiu-jitsu training for a year for free. So if you will, um, if you know somebody in South Carolina that's looking to get their CWP, send them send them my way, and we'll take care of that. All proceeds are going to this um, jiu-jitsu training. Um, and if you just want to contribute and just want to help, please go to GoFundMe.com forward slash LEO training. Okay. And did you send that to Lola so we can... Throw it yes. in the description here. You did. Okay, cool. So you guys should at some point, if it's not already there, find it in the description. All right. Adam of IWI. Also yeah. Hollow uh, Sun. You guys can 
right? Yeah. Uh, you guys can find me at uh, Adam Litke, L-I-T-K-E dash competitive shooter. Uh, Adam Litke, if you're if you're on the normal Facebook, Adam uh, underscore S-A-S-A on Instagram. You guys can come, if you're out of SHOT Show, if you're NRA Show, if you're Girl on a Gun, um, Trigger Con, whatever, stop out the Hall of Sun booth or IWI booth, say hi, we will a bunch of that stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, if, if you guys uh, need an optic, Hit up Hank. I'll have him get over to me. We'll get a we'll get a discount code for the website. Just gotta keep in mind. It takes about a week to get to you because I gotta order it. It's gotta ship to me and ship to you. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll hook you guys up there if we can. And hopefully, I can see some of you guys on the range. I'd love to go out shooting with some people and meet people from the podcast. You know, last time I was on here, we had someone from there that actually came down. And we shot a USPSA match together. So that was oh, pretty sweet. Cool. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah. Someone that was on the podcast. Yeah, they oh, uh, they hit me up as I was going, and they they met me up there. It was a cool time. All right, nice, nice. Okay, so uh, let me see here. Let me actually uh, drop the end on everyone. Just everyone sit tight. Here's the end. I know it's coming a little late. Make sure you guys subscribe. Okay, thumbs up. Ring the bell so you can be notified when we go live. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, thanks to Adam from Hollison and IWI, of course. Thanks to Mike from MW Tactical. For coming in in here, make sure you hit these guys up on social media or if you need anything else. Like I said, I'll pass on things and I'll get things going for people. We'll get that all worked out. Any final words, fellas? Yes, I do want to say thanks to Gibson Fender for donating to that LEO training campaign. Oh, sweet. Thank you. I appreciate it. And -hmm. thanks again. Awesome. Adam? Just just say thank you to you and Lola for uh, having me on. Hopefully to meet uh, you and Mike and Lola at the NRA show again or SHOT show and May hang out and do dinner or something. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely shot you. I don't know about NRA right now. Right. But we'll work, <laughs> we'll work it out. We'll work it out. Thanks for coming on, man. It's always fun having you on. We got to get you on more, man, because yeah. it's always a good Hit fun me show. Up, man. Yeah, and, and say <laughs> what's up. I'll slide into your DMs. <laughs> no, 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 don't you dare. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> say what's up to Jeremy for me. All right, we're out of here. We'll see you guys. Peace. All right. See, see ya. ya. Take care.